1: I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today.
2: Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Dread Podcast Network.
1: Hey, y'all! Howdy, howdy. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Girl That's Scary. It's Jazz 40-ounce connoisseur, and... It's Cat Daddy, and I cannot contain my excitement. All of
0: my chins are showing.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> what? I'm having a okay, my life. We are here not only to talk about an iconic fucking franchise, we are here with one of our most iconic friends. Iconic friend, who has been here for the first Scream recording... And when we talked about fucking Evil Dead, please, Ernest, tell everybody about yourself.
2: Hello. It's me. It's Ernest. I'm here. I'm always here. I'm always there with you, just slightly behind you a little off frame. And we're here to talk about one of my favorite series ever.
1: Scream. Scream. Yes. We are very excited. Ernest is great. Ernest, do you want to drop your Twitter and stuff Or if you want to or not I don't know if you want people following you
2: I mean, they could follow me I'm not going to follow back But it is at King Pajamas at, oh, on Twitter Again, That is at King Pajamas You know, the Sleepy Time King There you go
1: all right, all right. You know, pull up on King Pajamas and also pull up on Scream. Now, to be fair, all the screams were on Paramount Plus for all of two fucking weeks, and then it was like, "Oh, we gonna take the movies off? Why would you do that? That's stupid." Um, so the first three screams are spread across. Uh, we had to rent them. I don't know why we just don't own a box set. We might as well just put that in the cart for purchase. But Scream four and five are on Paramount Plus if you have yeah. those. Four is on Tubi
0: too. So if you don't have Paramount+, Plus, you can at least get number four on Tubi.
1: You are correct. You are correct. The only reason I didn't watch it on Tubi because for some reason, Scream 4 is long as fuck. And I was like, I'm not about to watch this with commercials. Uh Uh-uh. I'm going to get that one commercial and call it a day. This is way too much. But again... We are talking about Scream, the franchise, not the series, but Scream 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. We talked about Scream 1, 2, 3, semi-4 before, uh, but that episode was riddled with Hateration in the Dancery. This year, this time, we have no Hateration in the Dancery, and we about to um, talk about it again, which is great because my rankings have changed. Uh, very, di- I feel very different about Scream 3 now that I've watched all these movies, and I love all the Scream movies. I think all the Scream movies are good movies. Debate Your Mother.
0: Sorry, (астиok)
2: yeah, I'm here to debate your model. Let's go. Uh, And and here, here
1: comes Ernest. I disagree. Um, In a dance in a dance arena. So
0: first.
1: Kat is doing a Mary J shuffle in the camera and I'm sick of her shit. So
0: I mean, I want you to know the whole time that you were talking about Scream, like somebody was aggressively knocking on my door and I was like, oh, this is really, really giving me serial killer vibes. So I'm having a good time over here. Hello, Kathleen. Please, bitch, I don't even have a landline. (laughs) What's your favorite scary movie? Nothing you're
1: interested in. Thanks. Oh my God. It's the truth. (laughs) Oh Lord. Well, we are about to talk about all five movies. We about to spoil the shit out of them. So first, let me give you an overview because the movies are connected in a way where it's pretty much this slasher and the father death outfit, the scream ghost face outfit. He's beating people ass. He is stabbing people to fuck up. He's stabbing the teens up in Woodsboro. And there are a bunch of stories. They all have motives. And you figure out with each movie who did what and why. So it's a whodunit and a slasher and a satire all wrapped in one with lots of moments of comedy and lots of self-referential moments and just referential moments of horror. So if you've seen a lot of horror movies, uh, you'll be like, oh, that's the, oh, that's a reference to, isn't that a poster from, isn't that a line from, you're going to hear all of those things. Because there's lots of references to like Psycho, Halloween, Roger Corman, it even shows up. There's like uh, people just showing up from horror, just in the movies. Like, hey, I'm in this bitch. Hey, y'all. Wes Craven was even in some of the movies. Like, I'm in the camera, y'all. I'm like, do Self-referential. So let's get into it. Watch all the Scream movies twice. That I, I said it. I like every. I will watch any Scream movie on a drop of a dime. You be like, y'all want to watch Scream three? Yes. Y'all want to watch Scream two? Yes. Y'all want to watch Scream five? Yes. You want to watch Scream? Hell yes. I will watch any Scream movie almost at any time.
0: Period.
1: Yes. Uh, So let's get into this bitch. Let's drop this spoiler so we can go through these movies. Spoiler alert. spoiler
0: alert now before we dive into these movies i just want to pose a pregunta <laughs> for the room oh you was oh you saw me he was proud of me right you saw that shit um I and so you. i'm out here I'm trying to be better um i would like to know because i feel like we talked about this before but like when was the first time you remember seeing like scream and if you were a real nigga like me, like I don't even can't remember if it was in, in order. I feel like it was in order. But when was the first time you've seen Scream?
2: For me, I saw I saw I saw two first. I just happened to be at my godmother's house and we just happened to have it on VHS. Yes, I am old as fuck. And so then I watched it on VHS. I was like, man, this is great. I need to see the first one. Watch the first one. And then like, well, it's kind of no surprise because I know who the killer is because i seen two. And if you've seen two, you get one. But yeah, it was sometime maybe like 98, 99, roughly about that time. Like I was
0: either 10 or 11.
1: Okay. Okay. A good age. Aggressively
0: nods. You're yes, not old.
1: Dodge. I tell this story. Ernest is not old. We're not. None of us are old. Age doesn't exist. We're here forever, eternal. We go into the cloud like cat said. I'm, I'm not going, but cat going. I'm um, so, a vampire. So. I'm gonna make you a vampire on my Sim, in my Sims um, As you place. Um, but yes, I tell this story all the time, everywhere I go. I know y'all heard this shit, but if it's your first time logging in, hey, hey hello, hi, it's Jazz one of the first movies I remember seeing in theaters was Scream. I was six years old. My mother took me and I had this big ass fucking Coca Cola with both my hands wrapped around that bitch. We had pop. I remember the smells and everything. And we were sitting very close. I I like to sit close when I was young. That was not a really good idea, but I used to like to sit close because that makes the movie more scary. And I saw that I saw I saw Drew Barrymore die on screen, and I wasn't ready because I didn't know those I didn't know those actors' names, but I knew who Drew Barrymore was at six. And I don't remember what I don't remember what she was in, but. I think it was happily ever. Some some kitty movie or something. I was like, oh yeah, that's that girl in that movie. Oh my god, (laughs) I saw her entrails. I think this is one of the reasons why I'm obsessed with entrails, because one of the most one of the first brutal kills I've ever seen was her hanging from that tree with her fucking entrails hanging out. I mm, I was like, wow. I was saying my mom was just sitting there nodding her head like, "Mm -hmm." and I'm like, oh, (laughs) I'm stressed, but I'm having a really good time. Uh, The rest of the screams, I don't. I did think I see saw Scream two in theaters. I might have Scream three. I did not see in theaters, but Scream I saw that bitch. It was cold outside. I feel like it came out December or some shit. I remember that good times. It was a Christmas break. It might have been Christmas break. I don't know. Well, well, well. I
0: my first vivid memories of seeing both one and two was at the same time, and it was on that same bus trip to New York. Uh, that I saw Starship Troopers on for the first time. So, this was the best bus trip ever because I was a young warthog and I'm up late. You know how y'all be on them bus trips? Like, you know, somebody's grandma went and gone to like Atlantic City or something and then got that tiny TV. And all I remember is Jada Pinkett going into that bad, when getting up after her boyfriend and came back from that bathroom. And I was like, Jesus, like, this is just the 90s is crazy. Like, <laughs> this is a school trip. This is not <laughs> shout out to the educators because we had no business watching any of these things on the bus trip, but also this was like the best trip. So Sadate.
1: Oh my god, that sounds like a great trip though. And that reminds me when you talk about you watching Starship Troopers. I'm like, they had titties in that movie. This is that open breast. I'm like, oh I was like, wow, I
2: this mean- is the shower scene when they're in boot in a boot actually is like everyone's completely naked. It was so funny because like to get that scene, I forgot who it was. Um, the girl that plays Carmen, she basically tells the director, "I won't get in this scene. I won't get naked in the scene unless everyone gets naked in the scene, including you." And the director is literally filming the scene butt ass naked along with everyone else. <laughs> no,
1: it's <time laughs> okay. to get out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm like that's too much. I, you
0: know, a lot of dick and balls
1: yeah it's a lot it's a lot of buttholes out and i don't really know because i just in my mind i imagine a lot of smells um so i'm like mm-mm, i don't i don't like this some people need to keep their fucking clothes or some people drawers need to be on some people need their holes covered okay because no thanks. are you saying wrap it up wrap it up because oh, i it it's my, like backshot air in here i don't like that uh uh-uh.
0: man this is a
2: wendy's <laughs> I mean, no. if he was like RBZB, right? it'd be right on point, you know, just ask. Honestly. Not Well,
1: they have the meats. actually <laughs> <laughs> <Ersley> can't Ah, be- <sighs> This is what happens when friends get together. Uh, we are like this in person. Anyway. <laughs> Let's talk about Scream 1996, directed by Wes Craven, which is... It's not the first self-referential film of its kind. It's not the first, like, you know, satire, but... What makes Scream special to me is that yes, it has all these references, but those skills are fucking scary. Cause a lot of satire falls into the uh, funny horror comedy. That for that opening scene, that's terrible. When he says, I wanna see what your insides look like, I was fucked up, bruh. And then also I want I'm gonna make a um admission. Um I'm gonna tell everyone. When I was young and I would get mad at people and they would say mean things to me, I would tell them I would gut them like a fish. I got that Ma'am. from Scream. I got that from Scream. Why am I telling... I will gut you like a fish. I don't even know what that really means. I've never gut a fish before. But also, I knew it was fucked up. And if I felt scared when I heard it. So, I was like, I will intimidate my enemies on the playground by saying this at like seven. Was it effective? Um, They might have told a teacher of me. I might have gotten in trouble a few times. Okay. But, you know, <laughs> they didn't bother me that much after that. It
0: sounds like it was highly effective. Very. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But let's talk about Scream... Has an infamous? I like opening scenes. I like a just a straight up opening. Like, look, fuck all these credits, fuck all this music. Start put drop me in the movie like a video game. Drop me off like you won't be playing. What is that game that the children be playing? Fortnite. You on a little plane and then you just wait, jump wait. off the bitch with the parachute. I guess that's as far as I got because some kids start cussing me out on the game and I had to just force close the app. I was like, uh, uh-uh, uh I'm not about to cuss out by no ten year olds. I don't got the time. I don't know how to play Shout yet, out so to you a I need never to pass <laughs> the Girl, they was being mean to me. You don't know where you're going. I was like, I just got here, bro. I don't, I didn't <laughs> read the directions. Why are y'all so mean? I, I Bruh, I was like, let me go back to fallout. Cause anybody about to yell at me on fallout. I don't have time for this shit. I'm too old.
0: No, I, mm-mm. you made it farther than me. I just, I don't have time. But the way that this movie opens is just, it's iconic. We pull up, you see our girl Drew Moore. She got the ship hop and pop. Okay. deba. <laughs> Iconic, okay. Like, honestly, blonde would not work. I was a blonde before, and I'd be like, "Ooh, like this is a bob. Like it's a bob of its time. It's very nineteen ninety five. It lays. I want to find like a brown wig like that or something." Anyways, she's cooked. She's out here mind her business. <laughs> the house phone ring. I want you to know, re-watching these movies, I've watched, I've seen all these movies minus five, by the way. So watching five for the first time for this conversation, that's just what it is. So I'm coming fresh off, fresh off of first viewing. I have thoughts. Revisiting this was so nostalgic. I long for a house phone. I don't know, I don't need nobody calling me. I just kind of want it there for decoration. Um. So the fact that somebody is calling her, I'm like, wow, look at this ring. It's ringer, girl but it's a murder on the phone. That's not the type of shit I want. And they playing Guess Who with the horror trivia, and she's getting majority of the answers right um, until things go left. And then he starts involving her partner, and he's getting fucking sliced up and diced up on the porch. And it's just, it's a mess. Iconic, but a mess
1: great um also i just think about the technology of calling the phone and not knowing who to fuck on the phone because the call ids are sold separately and when you get to the second movie you'll see that the call id they should pick it up like um you're this person calling because i remember my mom literally buying a phone and buying a caller id at one point um that was a time in our lives But yeah, that scene was fucked up. And then she was so close to help. Her parents was like, oh my God, her ass is dead. She's dead. Now this kickstarting the whole shit because now everybody like, oh my God. First of all, teenagers scared the living shit out of me. Shout out to my chemical romance because teenagers are awful people. They're all hearing about the murder. Like, oh my God, did you hear girl? I'm like, someone got killed. Are y'all not afraid? Y'all don't got, it was a lot of white people though. So they might not have no excitement in their life. See, my favorite part about, like, Casey dying was, like,
2: not just that she was gutted like a fish, she was hung up from, like, her, that tree swing, but then also you still can see, like, the steam rising off of her as she's dying. Like, it, she's still hot and it's very cold outside, and then they do that, you know, that dramatic rush-up to her body, and I was like, yo, this is a movie I need to, I, I fucks with it.
1: <laughs> you are correct. You are correct. Steaming blood, that's a small detail that most people wouldn't care about, but if you see it, you're like, ooh, okay. This also kind of lets us know what kind of temperature, what what year, time of the year it is. I'm like, oh, shit, school started. It's a body. We'd have caught a body off rip. First five minutes of the movie, it's a body. Now we're like, oh, my God, someone's dead. It's the anniversary of Maureen Prescott got murdered. Maureen Prescott got a daughter named Sydney, and you go see Sydney the whole time. Y'all keep Sydney Prescott lifted because she just been getting her ass beat for decades and for two decades she's been getting her ass whooped and She's over here like, oh my god, I sat next to that girl in English. Oh shit, that's crazy. And you meet Stu and Billy and her friends, Tatum and them. And you know, Tatum and Stu is day in, Billy and um, Sydney is stay in, and everything. And they're like, oh my god, what's happening? And Stu, they're just making real weird ass comments. I'm like teenagers. Randy also over there, off to the side. You know, he got a crush on Sydney, but he can't get her. Um, you know, but he's smart and he know everything about the horror film, so that's good for him. That's gonna play out later for everybody else, but shit is wild. we in class the police is at the school somehow questioning teens without their parents there how
2: i mean everyone's just stressed out about two people being murdered at someone house, so i was like i bru- just regularly just murdered like brutally murdered in small town so i'm pretty sure everyone was just like fuck it i don't give a fuck ask all the questions you need to ask also this is almost a year from when the last person was brutally murdered so it's just like yo we, we we need to get this shit wrapped the fuck
1: up
0: yeah, yeah, what Ernest said. Also, like, I realize while you're saying that out loud, this very much connects with another Wes Craven film, which comes later. <clears throat> when they revisit these things, you know, when they're coming back with the nightmare on Elm Street and how you dealing with another town. That's dealing with some bullshit and how they're trying to actually, because it's later, later with the later films when you're doing like Freddie versus Jason, but also something prior. So I know someone's like, that's not later girl. Just walk with my thoughts. Okay. There's a lot going on here. um, And then you're dealing with another town that's trying to bury something. So it would like kind of dampen a fire. And I know that's not the first time, like we did with a lot of these kind of stories popping up, but the way it's done here, chef's kiss.
2: First all right, so first piece of trivia, if you know, if this is the first piece of trivia. Guess where Sydney lives? Elm Street.
0: Okay, so when that was said in the fifth movie, I was like, did I miss that? Like what 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 is happening here? Was that supposed to be like a secret thing? Was that something they just well, decided on the spot?
2: So originally, it was supposed to be shown in the first movie when she um you know she's in the room and she's on the computer talking to the police. she's supposed to type in her address, but it gets cut, but yeah, it was she was always supposed to live on Elm Street. I think it's like
0: thirty four Elm Street or something like that absolutely not absolutely that's the worst place, worse, and also Frederick is back now,
1: yeah, but you gotta move uh-uh, you need to get the fuck off Elm Street, baby, you need to move a few blocks down. you got ghostface beating y'all ass, and you got Freddy Krueger beating y'all ass this is too much.
0: Tag team. This is actually the tag team we need. Um, the crossover I needed for this afternoon. And we are here, but also like, ooh, so is the girls. Casey gets brutally murdered on her front lawn. Her parents come in, they walk completely past the shit. Um, and just like, oh shit, it's all happening at the same time. And that's how we're tossed into this film. And then we're eventually, you know, um introduced into Sydney Prescott. And now, this is the way that Sydney Waltz into our lives. and She's dealing with, you know, a boyfriend who's trying to have sex with her. And he's into, like, going to the next step. And she's like, girl, I'm a teenager. Like, I'm really just trying to exist. And these are my books and these are my friends. And they have all 90s outfits and there's 90s music. And maybe they're going to watch Buffy later. Or maybe they're in Buffy later. Who knows? Um, But that's the kids of Woodsboro. And for the longest, I thought Woodsboro was in New Jersey until I found out it's not. And I was like, are we sure?
1: um so yeah scream why did i think it was in jersey too i must give you a confused because like after scream came out we talk about all the like self-referential films that came out like right after like you talk about uh urban legends bride of chucky which is one of my favorite chucky in um installments child's play i call it chucky it's same thing same thing um so i'm like "Mm, okay okay but yeah no Sydney getting her ass beat in all directions. Her daddy going on vacation. Why? Oh, Girl, why are you leaving when someone just got murdered? Your trip is canceled, love. You're, or Sydney got to come with your motherfucking ass. Fuck that. We got to pull her out of school. Okay. That's it. Uh, but she doesn't get pulled out of school. And school is still going on somehow. I don't know. I feel like. Well, okay. Maybe they wouldn't cancel school in a town like this. Because it's a bigger town. But in a small town where you only got like one high school. I feel like we should cancel class right then and there. It's only one school, bruh. Y'all be all right. Class should have definitely been
0: canceled. Especially because the murders kept happening back to back. Like, it wasn't like one person. It was like 50 niggas at the end of the week. School should have been done. The school year is over. Not in Whistler, though. It was over later. But yeah, it's just crazy.
2: Like, after everything that happened, they just really did not let school out until, what, the third or fourth killing? It was just like, yeah, we're done. And it's just, but everything after that was just like, yeah, school's fine. We're in class. You got people just wandering the halls dressed as the killer, just running through the halls, fucking with people. It, it's it's just crazy. Like, Woodsboro, Woodsboro, California, it sounds just like a very small-ass, tiny-ass, middle-of-nowhere, not redneck, but town that no one really truly gives a fuck about anything. It, like you said, it just reminds you so much of the Nightmare on Elm Street series because, again, another town that just does not give a fuck. Well, they gave a fuck until they stopped giving a fuck.
0: And there you have it. And shit goes crazy. And here's the real thing, right? I realized after watching all these movies, I might have a baby headache because I now feel like I'm in the movie. Because the meta shit is like has really like flipped it, reversed it. 180, 360, all the numbers, degrees, random letters here. I'm back at point zero, negative zero, negative world. That's how I felt. That's how I feel at the end of all of this. And we only in the first one. Boy, oh boy. Um, but this shit gets crazy. Let's talk about Billy. I'm tired. That's all he looked
1: like he smells like spit. He looks like he smells like spit. <sighs> His hair is very it not. It's not moving. It looked like he has not washed it in weeks. I don't. I I feel like he smells like school cheese pizza. I don't know why Sydney's dating him. And also the things he says to her. Like in 1996, it probably didn't seem. So weird to me, but as a grown up, listening to this young man say all this shit to her, like, oh, we was a rated all movie, and now we, pe- girl, if you don't get the fuck out of my face, you're trying to fuck. And this is not new. Everybody, you know, people been trying to fuck forever. Leave her alone. She said no, and she showed you her boobs, and you fucking complaining, calling her a tease. Get the fuck out. You sneaking in her window like this is motherfucking uh, Clarissa's journal, whatever the fuck her show was. I'm sad. I know it wasn't, Clarissa explains it all. It just came to me as soon as I said journal. <laughs>
2: See, the thing about Stu, like, Stu, I know Stu, I'm, we're talking about Billy right now. But the thing about Billy is that, like, on rewatch, his creepy ass Lily stands the fuck out. He is so fucking creepy and predatorial the whole movie. It's like, they do that on purpose, trying to make it seem like, oh, it's the red herring. But it's like, no, no, no. The camera's pointed at him for a reason. This nigga did this shit. This nigga is creepy. He's always running around quoting movies and acting kind of aloof or getting really upset and angry with everyone else. It's just like, this nigga has some issues and we need to get this nigga
0: medicated immediately. Arrested. <laughs> Electric also, like chair. Like you said, his hair does not move. No. Red and flag. that's not
1: jail. That's dirt. That's dirt and sweat. I don't, uh-uh, old skin, I platelets. Mean, I don't know what that is. I mean, he is played by a nigga named Ski. <sighs> all right. All right. Well, you right. His name is Ski. Who the fuck did that? Um, We're going to leave him alone.
2: I mean, his real name is Brian. Are we? But his real name is Brian. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, I'll take that. I didn't know his real name was Brian. I thought his name was fucking Skeet. I thought his name was Ski. I just thought that what it was.
0: I am screaming internally. First of I all, mean, yes. No, what? Yes.
1: His
2: name is Ski Ulrich, and his real name is Brian Ray Trout. But I don't think you become a famous movie star named Brian Ray Trout. I just want to put that out there.
0: <laughs> I feel like you could be whatever you want to be. You know, just rebranding yourself. I mean, I'm just whatever, girl. Be yourself. Whatever.
1: That well, is. But stage names play a part um, in this movie. They as jazz we go you up. further. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as we move further. But, I mean, again, he smells. He definitely is a villain. And what he says to her after she gets his ass arrested, because he had a cell phone. You know, back in 1996, I know kids. Hi, hello, hi. If you are a younger person. You know, a cell phone would not be incriminating now. Cell phone. I see cell phones fall out the pocket all the time. All they're not supposed to have had them. But I see the cell phones fall out the pockets all the time of everyone. You know, I drop my phone. Phones. Everyone has a phone. In 1996, everyone did not have a phone. You had a phone if you were maybe like a really rich, maybe a doctor. And usually doctors didn't have cell phones. They had pagers. They had fucking pagers because I wanted a pager so bad. Never got one. And, you know, or you were a drug dealer or something. You had money. And if you had, like, you were someone who didn't have that kind of, or the right kind of job with a cell phone, they're booking you, bitch. Especially if you a nigga. They about to ask you, why the fuck you got this fucking Nokia? Uh Uh-uh. Come here.
0: Yeah. All the, it it just, it's it's obvious. Like, Ernest says, like, you, they try to make it look like it's a red herring with, with Billy. But also like, oop, shit, a cell phone. Now, how the hell did you afford a cell phone? And that's no shade, but also like they make it very clear that Billy's family does not have that much money. They are a poor, you know, poor white family in this town and he's got a, a chip on his shoulder. You know, we find out a lot about his character that, you
1: know, his his family is broken up. Yep, yep. yep. Are we there yet? Okay, that we are because we can because we mentioned cuz he mentions this when he talks to Sid, my mom left my family and yeah. they're broke because his fam his daddy was not broke. His daddy was a lawyer for that Sunrise film company in California, okay? And they were doing um shows and stuff and he was a lawyer and made a practice over in Woodsboro. His daddy had money until his daddy decided his parents split up. And, you know, divorce mm-hmm. is costly, especially if you have a stay-at-home mom or stay-at-home parent, stay-at-home anybody, and the other person's making money. You're going to have to pay alimony. You're going to pay child child support if you don't have them You know, in your own custody. You're going to pay a lot of money. So now that's fucking up the money because y'all not one house, y'all two households. Um Yeah, I, they Zoom Zoom. In. <laughs> um, but... I was like, okay, he had money, but he had enough money. Where the father was like, I bought him that cell phone. So even in their eyes, not having money, it's a different kind of poor. Because I'm like, y'all not poor. You got your own house. Y'all got a car. You got a garage. You ain't poor. You got you got this. But it it like you still might be. It might be still tight. You know, in this How situation. The,
0: yeah, I walked away with that as like the daddy, like the mom didn't have no money, and the dad had all the money. So once he left, like maybe they were poor. And they still had stuff left over from the dad. On top of him, just, you know, a teen angst it up. I'm not, I, you know, I don't know what it's like to be rich, poor. That's not my life, but they really played it the fuck on up. So bravo to you, uh, Mr. Skeet Ulrich, Mr. Ulrich, Mr. Skeet. Skeet, (laughs) skeet, 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 skeet. Ernest, please, no. Ernest, please. (laughs) This is so childish, but listen, people was dying, y'all. It was going crazy. We got my man first of all, I'm gonna talk okay, let's talk about Stu. Because Ernest light is slid into the Stu conversation. And I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm excited for us to talk about movie five because I'm upset. Stu
1: also I want y'all to know that me and Kat cover Serial Mom. And I did not I had never seen it. And Stu ass is in there, okay. He was Matthew Lillard is a wild Shout out boy. To also, I feel like they were in, they were together. The way Matthew was linked up on that shoulder, baby, at toward when we go towards you know, I, I love gay thing.
0: undertones. We could just be like out loud with it, though. Oh yeah,
2: the gay undertones, like when uh they penetrate each other with the knives. Yes, <laughs> yes.
1: I'm feeling Super woozy here. He was drooling. Okay, and it's not the se- first time he did that. Because in 13 Ghosts, his ass got spit. He he's a professional drooler. Like,
0: I'm nervous. Okay, it stinks. As soon as somebody says drool or spit, it stinks in here. I'm not a fan. Um. <laughs> But you know what? I loved everything about Matthew Lillard's role in this movie. Um, I I think that he, whenever he pops up in a flick, I'm about to press play. I don't give a damn what it is. I'm going to get the time. Um, I feel like the scene with um, Stu and them, Stu and uh, Billy and them pulling up on Randy in the video shop. First of all, I'm always nostalgic for Black Blockbuster and Hollywood videos. So that's just the thing. Two paired with one, them pulling up on him and them just loudly discussing all the murder crimes and all the things. And at that point in the movie, you have to tell yourself, I don't know how I didn't see this as a kid, but these people are clearly the murderers. Like, they're really invested in this shit
2: like, the first time you see them when they're all sitting at the water fountain and they're talking about what happened to Casey and uh, Steve, they're literally just like, wow, everyone like, okay, Randy's acting like a film nerd and being all crazy and making references to everything, but those two, even like, watching them in their body language, like, fucking like Stu's acting crazy like he always does but then if you look at Billy Billy's like every time Stu says something that kind of like hints at what happened Billy keeps giving him like shooting him like these daggers from his eyes like shut the fuck up I'm going to kill you if you don't shut up like what are you doing and it's just like yeah there's no one else in this group that could be the killers it just has to be those two it just has to be like there's no other person in this town who I even, I even though I just met everyone it's these two motherfuckers right now plus they're white men I have to
0: immediately say it was them hey And they're moving real fast. They're the fast. Like, if you really look at the movie, just look at how they moving compared to how everybody else moving. Everybody's shaking and moving, but like, especially Stu, you got to keep your eyes on Stu, okay? Because Stu be moving like three times faster than everybody else, especially in that video shot. Why was he talking so fast? He talking faster than me.
1: Was he on dr- I don't know, he might have been taking a little I I don't hey, know, adrenaline? I, I don't know. He's turned up. He's turned up. He's trying to holler at the women's. He's just trying to throw the party. He's trying to make it seem like he's the fun guy. Okay? And he's not a fun guy. Okay. He's not a cool mushroom. He's a murderer. He's out here. He <laughs> don't you know, really. He's out here whooping people ass. Like as soon first of all, as soon as they cancel class after the second murder, because they get they beat Casey ass. And then um who, who- died next it wasn't tatum someone died in between that
2: i'm gonna say you yeah, tatum doesn't die for a while all right so uh the principal the principal gets killed
1: yes but they don't find that out until the party they already at the party and it was like hey yo because when they leave randy by himself because they leave a the party to go check it out like ooh, what the fuck they found the principal body strung up someone dies in between where they canceled class uh, or, either she maybe just Cindy got attacked because Cindy did get attacked in between that. She,
2: she did get attacked in between. I can't even remember who killed, who was killed in between
0: there. Somebody Cause... was killed, but it was also like a, a a couple almost. And they was like, all right,
1: y'all, we got to wrap it up. <laughs> Bruh. I'm like, you know, either way. The principal got killed. Yes. After after they was, because uh, the ghost face show up at the school because this kid's, you know, again running around with the mask on. And they was mad because they got expelled. Your ass needed to get expelled. You're doing way too fucking much. Okay. You're doing way too much. Ah, I see what happened. Um, no one else died, but because Skeet got arrested because Ghostface is in there, and then like that whole big thing, they was like, you know what? They running around and doing too much. Let's just go ahead and do a curfew and classes canceled. And then you because see a little Skeet got arrested. Well, it's not because he got arrested, but. It's like it all these then, ghost face sightings. I'm screaming because you said because
0: Skeet got arrested. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> the best I could do.
2: So, I mean, let's let's go back to when he gets uh, let out of jail and they meet up in school. This nigga has to be in the running for worst boyfriends of a fucking old, uh, year. This is before we... Yeah, let's he, discuss. We, this is before we found out that he's actually, you know, he killed her mom and all this other shit. But this nigga gets out of jail shows up is like oh you branded me the candy man blah 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 oh it's been almost a year since your mother died you need to let it you need to get over that shit and then fuck me like god damn <laughs> this nigga is bashy as fuck in his little dirty ass white t-shirt and blue jeans also right after right after she like basically tells him to go basically go fuck himself she goes to the bathroom and then gets attacked by ghostface if you notice Ghostface when he steps off that toilet stool. He's he I don't know if he's wearing the same boots because we never see uh Billy's feet, but he looks like he's definitely wearing the same jeans.
1: You're right. And also I want to uh point out something that I never noticed before. I didn't notice this until because I watched all the screams a couple months ago just because the fir- the new one had come out. So I wanted to, you know, rewatch them. And I don't know if it was Sheree from Nightmare on Fear Street One and a half, or it was Jamie from one and a half of Bloody Bras, but one of them was like, hey yo. That outfit got glitter on it. That outfit got glitter. No, that ghost face outfit, it has glitter. There's like a glittery kind of situation, which I didn't realize. That's nothing really, you know, important to the story. I just want y'all to know there's glitter on that ghost face outfit and I love it. Bad bitch of the
0: week. I, you, I started noticing that, like, you spoke, especially as the series goes on and then you get to like the more like recent films um, and they zoom in really tight on Ghostface's faces like Hood or you get those up close face shots. It's like, oh, okay. I see the glitter, and glitter is shiny, baby. I love glitter.
1: Glitter's a good time. She gets. That's probably why they was like, y'all cutting the fuck up. It's eighteen ghostface Mask in here. Y'all know how to act. We canceling motherfucking class. You bitches gotta go. We having a motherfucking party. The principal who is from Happy Days, isn't he Fonz? Isn't that the Fonz?
2: Yes, yes, that is Harry Winkler or Henry Winkler as yeah, as the principal.
1: Monday, Tuesday, Happy Days.
0: Wednesday, Thursday, Happy Days. Fridays and happy
1: days. I used to watch that show in the background, but not really paying attention to what the characters were talking about and shit. It just used to be on. So I know the song, but not really the characters. Um, it was sus.
0: Like I, I I all the above. And then also like Nick and Knight used to have them shit. So on Happy Days was like the little filler episode. jane I definitely tuned in. We can definitely see that I was left of a television for a while
1: sometimes me too that's why i've seen every episode of i love lucy um so <laughs> it's, all right. it's okay it's okay we had a the fucking... party yes they crunk they didn't lose they had watching movies and tatum go to fud say some more beers and don't never come back because her scene is fucked up okay i like tatum okay because boom the bitch went down she <laughs> tatum silly uh I want y'all know that Sydney punched the fuck out of Gail and that was iconic. Uh, she knocked her ass out, gave her bitch a knuckle sandwich. Cause she was like, I'll send you a copy. Bat, Shut up, bitch. Cause she wrote that book pretty much wrongly accused. Like bitch, you're a liar. Cotton is not to kill her. Uh, Cause Sydney has told everybody that it was cotton. Cause she's seen somebody with his coat on. Like "No, nah, this motherfucker murdered my mom.
0: Let's really talk about something I bring up at least once every four months. Um, Woodsboro is a town full of haters. Let's start there. Um, also, Sydney Prescott did not deserve any of this shit. Um, I know, let me just hold my thoughts to the end, but that's just really where I'm at. It's a town full of haters. All of this is because of this girl's mama. And I'm tired.
2: I mean, realistically, if we're gonna be we're gonna keep it hundred. It all happens because a a little boy can't realize that his parents are having problems and that it's not his fault. It's not nobody else's fault that his parents are having problems and he decides to murder a bunch of people. I'm just saying.
0: Yes. And that's what I was saying because I was trying to hold off on the end part. But yes, thank you, Ernest. That's exactly what I meant. And it's not because the mama's fault, but more so like all these niggas is hating on her. Girl, she's just out here living her life. Everybody out here living their lives. Everybody
1: needs to mind their business and deal with it by seeing a therapist. Not taking it out on other people. Everyone needs therapy. Maureen was fucking cheating on her husband and fucking somebody else's husband. She was doing Woo! some shit that was not okay. Maureen was cutting So, up. Let, so let's, let's not make it seem like, oh, she was just out here wearing outfits. No, 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 no. She was fucking someone's husband and she was married. So that was a problem. Still, we need to go to therapy and not sad people. I think Thanks. that. And I also think that it's not all... Billy' fault because he's a teenager and he should have did more. But somebody was in his ear when we get to later movies.
2: Oh, listen! I'm say because like, always remember it takes two to tango. And you know, last time I checked, Hank
0: Loomis is still fucking alive.
1: Yeah, your father's still out here. I mean, even 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 his mama didn't kill his father.
0: I'm just I'm just shaking my head. As I'm saying, we all need help, and everybody was hating on Maureen.
1: We all need somebody to lead on.
0: That's probably how they ended up in this situation anyways. Cutting up and confiding the people. And not going to therapy. And not going to therapy in this small ass town. This don't make no damn sense. But they had this party, they cutting up. And, you know, eventually there's a room full of people. Here's what I wish we would have saw. People gradually leaving the party instead of, like, the dra- dramatic, like, woman, it's a house full of people and next, you know, it's like a dream situation. And everybody's just gone. It's like, where the fuck did everybody go? Did anybody else feel like that? Or I just, I don't am I tripping? I mean, they got a phone call that they
2: found the principal hang- hanging up by the goalpost by his guts. Damn right everybody leaving. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and like ten, like four, like two cars left speed and talk about something, because Dewey was driving past them, trying to Dewey and oh, trying yeah, you past, right, trying you to right, get are right. And they left like, oh, we are about to see this, girl. Why do you? I will be going home and locking my door. Also, a problem saying. with these white people not locking their door. Why you gotta run and lock your door? My doors are already locked. As soon as I come in, the doors are locked. I'm only screwed if somebody's already in this house. You they ain't just them. getting in here.
0: You right. You are right. They mentioned it in later movies about, um. they really do like like a side quote, co- co- excuse me, like a side quote comment like, your door should be locked by now. Don't you know this? And I'm like, oh,
1: but like they say like why is this even a conversation? Lock your doors guys, please. Because people will be walking in your house. They will. I've had that happen. I've talked about this as a I don't know how to talk about this on a May episode, but when I was young, so one of the one of us I don't think it was me because I ain't gonna say us, uh, but what if someone in the house? It could have been several people. I lived, you know, with Extendo family with my me and great me ma and them. So somebody could have left the door unlocked. Someone walked straight into our house. It, they weren't harmful in the thing. I think they walked. They walked in and was like, "Oh shit, I'm in the wrong house." By us. So, but, if it was somebody who trying to cause us harm, they would have already been in the house. who would have been fucked. Lock your doors um, it' only take me one time, baby to learn <laughs> the door is locked, but we get to all this shit happening because the party, everybody left now we just got. Billy, who run up at the last minute, like out of breath. And I'm like, no, nah. his ass, he just, cause he just killed Tatum. That's why his ass out of breath. He killed her ass and got her like crunched up in the fucking garage. And now Billy in there trying to talk to Sydney. Stu is still in that bitch, not realizing Tatum's gone. Yeah. Right. Randy's still in that bitch, watching scary movies by itself. Cause he's a geek. Me too, girl. I would have been in the movie, about my by business with a cold brew, watching the scary movie as well. But it's party over. Like everybody done.
0: And the house cleared out fast as shit. It did. I can it's just it stresses me out. Not because why, but like, you know, y'all ever like sleep or not, obviously we be sleeping. i so I hope y'all sleep. But um, you know, like so you ever have like a dream and then your house be full of people, and then you blink, and next thing you know, everybody's gone. That's how I felt the way they scattered out that house. But it was real creepy because you know, Randy's watching Halloween and people are getting stalked and stuff, and he's like, damn, that's crazy. Watch out, bitch. And you know what? We thinking the same thing because that's what's happening to you. You saying out loud about yourself. Um, and But it's all right, baby. You know, you somehow made it. You getting fucked up. You know, it's crazy. It's a tussle. Then it starts getting wild up in there. Like, it's it's so much. You got Sydney and Sydney finally having, oh God, sex, sex. with, oh God. You know what happens when you have sex in the movie? Like now you're a target. You've been that target, but you now you a target target for real. And then you find out in this situation, your boyfriend again try to fake his death, fake getting stabbed up. He needs help. And then you come downstairs and you realize, okay, so it went from getting fake stabbed up to these people are really stabbing each other in front of you. And these people, as in Billy and Stu, because they are dun the murderers.
1: And possibly a couple. Ba-ba-ba. Definitely a couple. Also, before we even get, they was fucking right. Cindy and um Billy. The he started to apologize, right? She goes, No, it was me, bitch. I almost wanted to vomit. I was like, Oh, I held my nose. I was like, Uh uh-uh, uh, you didn't do anything wrong. This fucker had it, he had it coming. Dump, dump, down, no, dump. break up with him because he was over here, like, You need to get over your mom. That was a year ago. Her mom was brutally murdered. My mom passed, and I'm like, That bitch, I'm still so sad. But also, she wasn't brutally murdered. And he's like, So you can fuck oh no oh no Mm-mm. girl focus on your books because this motherfucker ain't shit he ain't worth a damn as the old people would say well that's just the gateway to the bullshit because the real thing is
0: he the reason why the mama did. hello it's just that's just the icing on the cake it's layers to the bullshit i feel so bad for sydney every day every time a movie like sydney really just be trying to pack up and just start her life over. She would be looking in the mirror. She probably get a haircut. You know, it's grown out by the time we see her again. But she's really just she's going through it. She's in the pit. These people stabbing each other in the kitchen. She's like freeze frame. How did I get here? Dead ass. She's looking into the camera like send help. They are feeling woozy here. That's what Stu talk about. I'm screaming. We get these iconic <laughs> ass laughs.
2: Come on, man! you
1: stabbed me so many times. My parents are going to be so mad at me. Matthew Lillo was
0: cutting off. I feel like if he was not ad-libbing, then um, he could have fooled me because that's what it felt like. Uh, the phone when he did
2: ad-lib, apparently, um, supposedly, uh, Billy was supposed to put the phone back, but it slips out of his hand because of the blood on his hand,
0: and it hits him in the back
2: of the head. <laughs>
0: uh, good times. I found it. Legendary. Um, and yeah, y'all, this shit is crazy. Like they, we have another tussle. Everybody, you know, oh shit, we about to get stabbed up. The killers is tussling. They upset with each other. Here's the real thing. I, I can't think of a pairing in any of these movies where the killers are not like, not bickering with each other at some point. Like they never seem to like be 100% truly on the same page. I know that's very realistic, but I would. L- okay. Oh. 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 Well. Yeah. You're yeah. right. But also, yeah, but all, yeah.
2: That's the only time I can think of is a uh, a movie we'll talk about later.
0: Yeah. 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 I'm like, well, hold on. But that was the. Let me just go on and sit down.
1: <laughs> damn. I just damn, packed it up in real life. Damn, you saw me. Damn. Everybody. My does. eyes are closed and everything. Oh my god! Well, er everybody did. Okay, everybody's not dead, but Billy actually killed. I believe killed Stu ass because he stabbed him a little too much. Uh, And you think it's about to just be Billy wild ass because he we all go a little mad sometimes. All right, girl, you're being you're dramatic as hell. Okay, because your mama left and you now you got issues. You therapy again, but. Dewey show up and Gail show up. Gail helped save the day. She done got her ass beat several times. Dewey done got fucked up so many times. He's like limp, like not limping yet, because I feel like he got, he, when he, I laughed out loud when he first opened the door like Sydney, his legs buckled from underneath him and he rolled down the porch I was like uh-uh uh, I was like his legs are fucked up um uh, which makes sense for the next movie he's literally limping around in the wildest way I it's really weird I don't know maybe because it's just him and he I don't take him seriously um i i don't i'm sorry he i would trust scooby doo before i trust dewey i'm sorry i mean dewey
2: dewey is like one of the dumbest cops in this whole series i swear even the ones who Mm -hmm. do die especially it's it's, we'll talk about this later but it's one of the movies he does like he's like literally the dumbass cop like you would think you would think that they grabbed um offered to doofus from a fucking scary movie and put him in here, that's how dumb he is in one of these movies. You'd be like, god damn. You, he hasn't. It's like he hasn't learned shit. and It just, it just annoys me, because especially, like I said, you, he have been going through this for like what, 20 plus years?
0: <laughs> you know what? I know it's a little far ahead, but that's... I'm with you. They make him the buffoon cop, and they gas it up with every movie, and then with the last movie, and I, I'm not gonna jump too far ahead, but they... Make For me personally, made me feel like, all right, we're going to get some redemption for making, you know, Dewey this buffoon ass, you know, person who's up here just cutting up and making these decisions and falling down like a motherfucking slapstick film. He's getting hurt, but also he's like, oh, my God, my knees just like hitting the ground um, because his ankles gave out and it happens sometimes. But, um, you know, they make a choice and I was like, well, that was a choice. Like I dead ass said out loud that was a choice
2: I can't wait. I can't wait till we talk about that movie. I'm ready. I'm like I said, my notes are intense for that movie.
0: (laughs) oh Okay, so you know, let's really talk about the important star in this Gail's bangs in the entire franchise, the evolution of Gail's hair.
1: Because listen, the first one is like, ooh, heavy 90s streaks, giving Jenny Jones makeover 90s streaks. Then we come in with the red chunks when we're talking 97, 98, where everybody was like, I like the red chunks. I mean, two. I was banging with the red, okay? Then we go three where we got these fucking, um, you know, skinny-ass, thin-ass, wispy-ass bangs. It's like she put a, a group of eyelashes to her forehead and called it a day. You know, we're here. She was trying to give P- Betty Page but um it wasn't working it it didn't it, it didn't happen out for her cat has her fingers on top of her forehead like this bitch bangs the bangs were just a pinch too short too wispy for so her whisky. face shape they just it wasn't giving you could see directly through them it was a little you know they Staring. were transparent um they did not they weren't mm-mm. but her outfit still gave I will say that her outfits yes. gave in every single movie, but her, her hair was only fucked in that movie. Because the next movie they got her fucking hair together. In the movie after that, her hair, like the fifth movie, her hair was like okay. They might have added a few bundles in the back, a few couple um, clip ins yeah. or something. Gave her yeah. a little body. She looked good. She looked good.
2: Yeah, it, she only to me had only had bad hair in the in the third movie. It was just really bad, really bad. Like I'm looking at pictures of it right now. It's like who? What did they do to you? What, what
0: did they Bang. do to
2: you? But like they the really bang. they really fucked
1: up Courtney Cox in, in that third movie. <laughs> bang. Oh no. Oh, oh. <laughs> Fuck no. Nah.
0: Five minutes left. That's what they I got the time wrong.
1: Well they Oh go yes, ahead, sorry. Go ahead. No. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, we're just here. Bang I'm <laughs> got bangs on my mind. <laughs> Lord. Uh bangs. Bangs. <laughs> Uh, but I think those banks received a separate check, um, you know, because they are a meme. And movie one, pretty much, City makes it out. She's a survivor like Destiny Child and him. And it's two killers, which makes it ooh, the fun way. And it makes a lot of sense versus the supernatural kill that clearly cannot be in the same place at the same time right. and doing all this shit. Because that's the question we usually ask of horror. Like, how the fuck do they stage all these bodies? How did you, you know, even if you're, how did you do this? You have four hands and four feet, okay? There are two people moving the shit and, you know, connecting and calling and getting people out of jail. Just, you know, making shit wild here. But Dewey is still with us. Gail is still with us Cotton is cleared of the murder now So he about to get the fuck out of jail And Sydney is with us Okay and Randy is also with us So now we moving they straight out of the high They coming out of high school straight into the pros Not like they said because that's weird They going to college that's what I mean They're about oh to God. learn in the books Uh
0: yes also I want to tap on something that I had leaned in about uh, Sydney being mad at Cotton For like after cotton was cleared, and I get still like it still could be fuck cotton. It really can still be fuck cotton. But like it was a strong fuck cotton movement. And I was like, okay, so cotton really ain't been calling you enough of like that. You know, that one time Gail having pop up. Ooh, okay, that was that one time. But and I know I'm in three instead of two, but like Sydney, like
1: no, the hate you for cotton two?
0: is strong. Oh no, you, you two was. Two? Still, oh yeah, because three of us is yeah. He the popped up at Con-
1: all, on her campus, like Gail's like, hey, Sydney, what's up? And then she's like, look who I got. I got a friend. Girl, Kinda. that's like when you um do love and hip hop or some shit. And it was like, oh, we going to dinner and you bring my fucking mortal enemy, bitch. What the fuck is wrong with you? Now y'all throwing drinks at each other and shaking the table, girl. Oh, crack it up. Oh, crack it up. Okay.
0: Before we get into kind of his all white outfits. Yes, plural. Um, we're going to back up and we are going to um, get into Scream 2 because we already know that we fuck with all these movies. The ratings on these movies, to be quite honest, y'all, for those who give a shit about that, it's all over the scale. Like, for Scream 1, IMDb and Rotten Tomato, Rotten Tomato was like a a 79, and IMDb was like 7.3 out of 10. Girl, I don't give a damn. Like For Scream? Yes. They can go to hell. Yeah, well, yeah, I told you, I don't give a damn. And then, you know, the second one was 6.3 out of 10. For IMDb with Rotten Tomatoes with 81%. And what did I say before about when you have like kind of semi polar opposites or one is a little bit more extreme than the other? You know it's gonna be hit or miss. But I don't know how the fuck we got that with this one.
1: Cause Scream 2 is a classic bitch. What are you talking about? Yeah, both of these movies are like nine out of 10s. I don't know what you're talking about. Listen, they have both ties on. I don't know what you mean. Bow ties and briefcases, okay? And I know somebody had a
0: cowboy boot on and a hat. Ernest, you know what I'm talking about. We're giving you 2008 Blastic Man, bitch. I'm getting artsy-fartsy on you hoes, and I'm pulling up like the graduation era. Let's get it. He's
1: still canceled, but we're referencing these outfits. Well, that means they would have probably had on maybe a blazer and a fitted cap, but we're here. Um, This is... That too. I want Mr. Bentley. Okay. Well, we are I have here. on everything. I am really yee Well, we we're in like 97, 98, and the red chunks, red highlight, burgundy hair, I don't know if y'all know, uh, not me, because I wasn't allowed, my mama would have beat my ass, but the girls were dyeing their hair with the Kool-Aid packs, and I was jealous. I wanted to dye my hair with the cherry Kool-Aid pack, but I could yes. not. My mom was like, I fucking dare you. And I was like, wow, I don't do dares. That carried in to middle school for me, because the girls, okay, I was
0: in middle school what? 2007, grade 2000, 2001. I remember the girls having the Kool-Aid packets on their head and they had the red joints. And now the back of their shirts is all kinds of red because the Kool-Aid packet didn't <laughs> oh And then when it rained, who? It didn't rain, baby. they ain't got no umbrella. I was like,
1: was it worth it?
0: Like, I you knew you
1: girl You I mean, shower was cap. Cost too much. Smart. Mm-hmm. I knew a girl who would have a shower cap, like, uh-uh, y'all not about to get me. Slide that shower cap right on her head. Nope. You're not about to get we- me. This is <sighs> not about to drip down my neck. Not today. We love a resourceful bitch. Yes, we do. We love resourceful. But in *Scream 2*, we got
0: Jada Pinkett. Um, she's out here. She's got the little her hair wrapped for the gods. Cheekbones, nice cute outfit. She's going out on a date. She's going out with Omar Epps. And if it's it's 1997, so seeing Jada Pinkett and Omar Epps in the movie. Oh my God! They out here. They opening the scene up. But unfortunately, I see them in the opening scene of *Scream 2*. So that tells me this is probably not going to end the way I want it to end. That's already... I already see the setup. They had the movies. They own a date. Omar Epps complains about the movie ticket being about $7. And I'm like, damn, they must have went on a premiere movie night because the movie us. ticket was really like around $5. So I was like, ooh, yes. they must be... I could tell if
1: you're young. Oh yes.
0: And I can tell they were somewhere expensive because I remember on that time, movie tickets were definitely $5. Um... Either way, it was a date night. Everybody had on their leather jackets. They're going to see Stab. And when they go see Stab, I feel like, in addition to the audience being real turned up, it very much gave shadow cast um, because of how active everybody is. And they're running up on the stage and all kinds of woo-ha and throwing stuff around. They could just be unruly in the movie theater. I don't know. And you know what really got me was, I don't know if this was done on purpose, you know, there's always somebody saying about going to movies in a certain kind of neighborhood and it's always loud and unruly. And I was looking at this crowd and I was like, I would be kind of upset if I was in there and I was really just trying to focus on the movie. I'm just saying, I don't know. Um, but in addition to that, you know, they're watching the film and Jada Pinkett is just, you know, having her side conversation because she too is trying to understand why watching Stab, which is basically Scream 1, um, happening. She's like, I don't know why that girl is making that choice. Why is she in the shower and she want to answer the phone and say her clothes not on. What the fuck was the reason
1: of that? And you know what? You right, girl. What is the reason? And then people was hating on her because they talk about she talking during the movie. Y'all are running around, throwing popcorn. Y'all are stabbing each other, standing up, wearing masks, hollering, shaking all in the middle of the aisles and shit, throwing sodas, going ooh, screaming, and her making some commentary. You want everybody wants shush her. Mm, that's what the I'm Harlem saying. I'm crying.
0: It was just a lot. But, you know, she has some really good questions. Like, why are the characters making these choices? And my first thought is I want to know who's in the writer's room. Because I'm just like, I know who, what audience you're appealing to. But the fact that, you know, whether maybe it was not your intention for this character to be Black when the role was written. However, you know how it is when certain people play certain roles. So now our perception of how that role is being portrayed before us is different versus if somebody else played it. So for us, black person, why or me, black person watching this role, and she's saying all the quiet parts out loud, why the hell is she answering the phone like this? What is going on? That call and response, us watching the movie. All these hating-ass white people in the movie theater, and they loud as hell, like Jasmine talk about. But, you know, they got a nerd to talk about else, but everybody else movie theater, but y'all movie theater is real unruly. And also, why would Omar Epps, Epps take her on a date here? He needs to read the room. But also, was this the closest movie theater in their neighborhood? I'm really giving it a lot of thought. Also. And so she's... Yes, go ahead. Come on, another also.
1: Also, I think he got like free movie tickets or something because this is like a premiere screening. So that's why okay. they were there because she wanted to see some shit, some other fucking movie.
0: Okay, okay, you're right because I definitely love it. I was like, damn. I was like, where did I think? See, that's why i will be, be watching this every time but I discovered new shit and I love that about movies. Um, And shout out to you, Jazz. Shout out to you, Um, So yes, they're watching this movie. She's asking all the questions. Um, Omar, Epp, his name is Phil in this movie, because I'm gonna just call him Omar. Epp. He he said he said he's gotta go to the bathroom, so he get up, he go, and she go off to one point to get popcorn and stuff. You know, they go and get. It's just a lot, and she feels a little uneasy. She can kind of tell that something is off. I'm going there because when she's walking to the popcorn desk, she's looking back. You know, all these people. You know, they be running around, they cutting up in there. And she's like, girl, these is not my tribe. I'm trying to get to the desk to get my popcorn and get back. These people cutting up. It's a scary movie going on. I'm ready to go. And while she's gone, you know, feels like, girl, I got to go to the bathroom. Dah, 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 dah. She go back to the seat. We see Phil in the bathroom. And while he's in the bathroom, he's in the he's in the stall instead of being up against the wall and stuff. And he hears something, you know, eerie in the stall next to him. Me. Real person like myself, I would have zipped my pants up. I would have kept on walking out, maybe phone 911 from the payphone in the hall. Because at this point, movie theaters had the payphones in the lobby if your movie theater had some money. So I would have tried to make a call if I was really concerned about what I was hearing, not put my ear to the wall. Listen to the whispers and the cries because this is what happens. I don't know how, but the knife stabbed him through the wall. I'm not going to ask questions. I am
1: I'm here the walls are made of styrofoam this is a set that's how this is happening because there's no way I'm not using a bathroom that I could take a knife and just with my force of my arm stab through the wall because of course with enough force something sharp could go through the wall however that is not human for like it's not like oh I lift a few weights I'm just I'm just a man and once we see who the killer is no that person is not taking their fucking bicep strength and driving the knife all the way through that far Because it went in deep enough to go through Omar Epp's ears and stuff. Like, to, which also fucked me up because y'all know ear things. Who sent me to hell?
2: I, I don't know if they even say who necessarily. Because, you know, most of the movies, they do break down who kills who. Or you at least can figure out about what's going on. But I think in the movie theater, it would make more sense that the younger person was the killer.
0: Yeah, I see that. It made more sense. Yeah, especially with who the younger person what turns out to be. Not spoiling it. Yeah, I'm not spoiling it yet. Hey, <laughs> because you know I'm gonna fuck it up. Hey, <laughs> um. So yeah, ooh, shush out. He got stabbed, and that was crazy. Like I know you said the wall was made of paper mache. Um, and positivity, but you know I, I was going to suspend my young, my young mind on that bus trip in that dark. Woo, that man came through that thing, stabbed him in the ear. Crazy. And uh, you know how old I am, and this is 1999, 2000, okay? Do the math. I'm on the bus cutting up. So we see this. Then, you know, you see someone sit down next to Jada Pink, and Maureen is watching this movie, and she's still commenting. All the people's hating on her. Her hair looks amazing, by the way. Wrapped, okay? Nice and shiny. You can see the glow in the darkness of the theater. And so um, she's sitting there, and she's brushing up because her date is back. Phil got the jacket on. I don't know how she doesn't kind of like, she doesn't realize right away something is off until she starts like nuzzling up on him and realizes that there's blood on his coat. And that's when it's too late. And, you know, it's not Phil, it's actually Ghostface. And they stab her and they stab her for a while. And what's really sad is while she's getting murdered, like I was sitting there watching this recently. I'm like, damn, these kills, like, yeah, but also damn, they get more and more brutal. Like, it just gets more visceral as the movies increase, um, especially with this most recent movie. <laughs> but um, not complaining. But with this situation, I was sick. Um, I think as I'm getting older, every watch rate, right, I feel like I'm getting more and more feelings about it as I get older. Um, and watching this woman getting murdered in the movie theater, and everybody's just like, yeah, it's stabbed! And she's getting fucked up. But the one or two people we pan across... Um, as the viewer who's realizing like, whoa, what is this? Like when someone gets a some blood splattered on them and then they see her kind of spin around. So the few people are realizing that, hey, I don't, I don't think this is just a regular patron party and like, I think something's wrong here. But also like, so y'all see her, but it's hard for you to see the Gabriel ass nigga dancing around her body, stabbing her. Like, did I miss that part? Maybe my glasses don't work that way, but... Poor Maureen drags her body to the front of the movie theater and wails, the saddest whale, um, as she dies in front of the whole um, room, because that's when they realize, oh, shit, this is not a part of the movie. Uh, and boom, stab two, scream two, wow. same difference.
1: Thing. Yes. And I was like, damn, this is so dramatic for her to die like this. But it was iconic, but dramatic. And also, I, even at my young age, I was like, damn, they killed the niggas first. And I was like, I've watched so many horror films at this point. I was like, oh, well, the black people about to die right now. Or and yep. of course, being in the family of a lot of people who were into horror, they already were telling me, yeah, yeah, the black people about to die. And I was like, damn, y'all killed Jada Pinkett? I had seen Set It Off at this point. Y'all killed Jada Pinkett. Uh Uh-uh, that's rude. I didn't like that. Um, But, you know, we're here. I was still here to watch the movie. Um, I also was like, damn, as soon as the blood... Because I watched it last... No, yesterday. Day before yesterday. As soon... First of all, blood... Blood smells like pennies. Blood has a smell. Maybe it was a lot of smells going on, popcorn, soda, people doing stuff. I don't know. But then as soon as she sees the blood, looks at it, looks at him, looks at the blood, looks at him. She had enough time to see the blood and skip fucking daddle. I would As soon as I would have seen the blood, I would be like, you know what? I don't care if this is a prank because you know how I feel about pranks. Y'all play too much. Motherfucking calm.org. Bitch, I'm out. Bye. We don't do that. That's
0: literally it. Um, I y- Y'all can't see everybody on the phone. It's like, yeah, no. Oh, no. We don't play those kind of games because trauma, because no, because y'all fucking play too much. Like, I don't do that. My niggas don't do that. We don't got time for that. And my girl Maureen had to eat the dust. And that's so sad for her. They deserve better. But like Jazz said, it's the, middle, the beginning of a Scream movie. There's Black people. First of all, there's Black people in the, middle, the beginning of a horror movie. I do not expect you, unfortunately, to last long, especially in 1997.
2: I mean, I'm going to be real. If we're talking about percentile- percentile-wise, there are low percentages of this goddamn movie and only in, what, two, three-fourths of them die in this movie. There you go. Only only, only one person. Only one black person survives this movie.
0: <laughs> You're right. And honestly, I love that for them. I love that for them, but goddamn. Yeah. The, other, the other
2: three? Come on, y'all.
0: Come on. And the real thing is, the one right after that, like... God damn it. Like it was just her. Huh? Okay. But yes. Yeah, so we open up this movie. Sydney is still our girl and she's moved on from Woodboro high school and she's in college. And we see her and she's trying to start a new life. She's out here. She's got a new man. She's got a boyfriend. She's got a black best friend. Um, they are trying to get into, um, it's some real nice heavy hitters in this movie. You got a lot of couple people. We see, you know, Stab being played by, well, you know, Drew Barrymore's character in Stab is being played by um, Heather Graham. And, you know, we got uh, Elise Neal playing Holly Sid, uh, Sid's Bad B- Black by And I keep saying it on purpose because that's exactly how it's portrayed. I held my nose at that sorority scene. Um, now, I did not hold my nose because we had Portia Grassi and Rebecca Gayhart especially because Rebecca Gayheart comes back in another fun movie we've seen and covered. I'm not going to let you I'm just... Uh, yes, we all got our hands up. Urban Legends, if you all ain't seen that, you need to go ahead and see it. We already covered it. If you want to listen to that, go ahead and do that too. We appreciate it. That's fine. Um, I just remembered, I think I'm on episode two. Because <laughs> you're everything. It's all in you. Like, I don't understand. Um, but yeah, so that sorority scene really made me sick. But actually, we see that, you know... Sydney's at school and she's trying to get a new life and trying to do new things. But guess motherfucking what? The ghost face killer is back again. Everybody's back. And because they're back, that means that Gail Weather's back. She didn't made enough money off of this this story. But guess what, Mm. bitch? She's still about to cover the shit. And she's back. She got cotton with her. Like Mm. Jazz said, she's trying to bring cotton into the room. Sydney is pissed. How dare you? Bring cotton into my face. I don't give a fuck that he was cleared of murder charges. I don't wanna see no cotton Leary get him out of here trying to get his famous. Y'all was ugly. And it was just it's a mess, girl. Why just drama. Soap opera yes. drama
1: yes and because the other that one that one uh fourth of the black crew who makes it is the cameraman because the other cameraman got stabbed the fuck up in the old movie so he's back and he realized he he don't even know who gail weathers is for real for real you find out later in the movie this motherfucker was like i don't read your book and um your cameraman got killed in the last one he got gutted i'm not she was like he didn't get gutted his throat was slit bitch that's not better i am about to eject no see cuz i'm about to call the jank and she convinced him one time but at the another point he's like Here's your footage. Suck my dick. Bitch, I'm out. And you don't see his ass no more until like the very end where it's safe, I think.
2: That nigga leaves in the van and you do not, Lily, do not see him in from act two until Lily right before the credits when he rolls back up and like, hey girl, you trying to record this scene?
0: Love that. <laughs> I, I love that. that made me smile so much. I was like, yes. <laughs> White people are dying. It's time for us to get the fuck on out of here. Come on, get your ass in the truck. Let's go. We made it to the end. I love that. That's because that's exactly what we would have did. We would have left. Oh, these oh, they turned up. As soon as they would have started, you wouldn't have seen me. I can't. I can't. I want to back it up because I wrote in my notes um that, that one point that Phil's character, Phil says that Jada, okay, Sister Soldier, in response to what she's saying. And I wrote in my notes, who wrote this? Is this an ad-lib? Like, who thought to call her Sister Soldier? And now I have a lot of questions because I'm hoping it was an ad lib. But also, like, if it's not, I'm not about to run my boil up. But who who the fuck wrote that? Who did that? I don't... I don't
2: the calls I don't are know. coming this... from inside the house, sis. I know. I know. I know. It's probably I know, I know. the same
1: people who wrote this black roommate character to be obsessed with getting into this white sorority. I was like, mm, I she's just really trying to get in. She's obsessed with trying to get in. They're not even pressed for her. Is she pledging or whatever? And they're pressed for Sydney because she's slightly famous. So they want her in there. And it was like, girl, you better bring um Sydney with you. And I'm like, girl, that- <laughs> this is your whole character arc is like, I am in college. I am Sydney's roommate. Are you okay, girl? You need to get out more. I am obsessed with these sorority girls. There is nothing else. I don't know where her ass is from. I don't know shit. Her hair looks good. But I knew that Louise In some scenes.
0: Okay, okay. You know, for the most part. But we knew Elise was not going to let herself look wild like that. Like, that's pretty much it. But here's the real thing. As we see this friendship play out, because since we're talking about it, I was utterly disgusted when we get to Elisa's demise. Because, you know, there's a whole bunch of shit going on. You know, Sydney's in school and she's got a whole bunch of friends. You know, she's got Cece. That's a little classmate. You got Mickey. Randy Bat. Randy somehow go to college with Sydney. And that's not far-fetched. You know, people be linking up in college and stuff. Um, Sydney got a boyfriend named Derek. And Derek is also, like, trying to, I guess, pledge a frat or is in a frat. Who knows? But... They're all also doing this giant play, and this movie revolves around a play. And you know, it's a sequel, so it's not like the original. There's a lot of like hidden, they t- they heavy. Um, Randy talks about like you have some characters that you thought some secrets that was buried that's about to get discovered and all kinds of shit because it has to be better than the original. So, you know, we're going back to these metaphors for um, people keep making extra movies at the movies at the movies and added to these franchises. So playing on that metal world,
1: love to see it. Yes, and more bodies because instead of one kill during the opening scene, you get two kills during the open scene in a public ass place, brutal as hell. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you get <laughs> killed. <laughs> yes, you getting killed after kill. Um, that whole situation with the uh, roommate dying that was that was stupid. Holly did not need to go like that? Because girl, why didn't you just run? Why are y'all leaving by yourselves? Uh, why didn't y'all strangle Ghostface? And why he was in the car? I just see so many opportunities for people to jump Ghostface. Like I would have stopped you. If you kick someone in head trauma is head trauma. They are a human. You kick somebody in the head enough. That's it, bro. They are incapacitated and, or dead. You don't need no weapon. You get them, move them sticks, motherfucker. Kick your, kick them in the head. Uh, because as soon as he's on the ground, you got to stomp him out, stomp a mud hole in his ass. Cause this happens through oops, several sequels where he Ghostface faces on the ground and no one decides, let me kick you while you're down. I know it sounds bad, but he's a murderer. Kick his ass while he's down.
0: Destroy the brain.
1: It just goes for across the
0: board, multiple genres when
1: it comes to
0: getting people up out of here. When it comes to um, Sydney and, and her character, her homegirl, Hallie, they honestly, when they get away from the car, because Ghostface is passed out in the seat at this point, so much shit has happened, y'all. We jumping around because there's a whole bunch that's happening this week. But this was situation when they get out the car and they're like, where did he go? And they're like, I got to go back and check the car. That's when Holly should have grabbed her ass and said, come on, bitch, because he seems to be attached to Sydney by the hip. Because I really feel like regardless if Holly ran off by herself or not, she was going to get got. Because Sydney ran away. Then she looked back. But like, he's gone. Like, what do you mean he gone? And now he about to stab you. Girl, I y'all had so much time to run down the street. Like, what, what is this? I'm not... Who's who is writing this? Um. But yeah, so Sydney's at college, and poor Randy dies in this movie, because Randy, you know, this scene was one of my faves. He's talking shit because the killer calls him on the phone. You know, the killer didn't step it up. Everybody didn't step it up. We don't cell phones now full time. We not just call the landlines. We mobile. We stepped it up. Um. And Randy's talking cash shit on the lawn of the school. He's like, you know, you stupid fuck. You out here cutting up. You're boring. You're lame. You're ugly. You know, look at you. Look at your gown. Look at your friends. Just 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 going on him. Talking about the legacy. And he was like, you got me fucked up. That's not what he said, but that's what he said. <laughs> and actually they did have Randy fucked up. Randy had himself fucked up because the killer slid that motherfucking sniper van inside uh news van door open, grabbed his ass inside. That van was shaking. And this is what was real out of control. The fact that you had this white man pop-locking. <laughs> it when does I, that barrel <laughs> roll.
2: When <laughs> I tell you that I was like, this nigga just came out here with the ghetto blaster and was just like, <laughs> and was all, like you said, pop-locking and shit. I was like, what the entire fuck?
0: Because <laughs> what was the point of this? And the van is shaking. And there and I was just like, they are so into this boom boom chop boom boom chop. Cause that's how the music sounded. As this one dude is doing like the stand-up worm across the side of this murder scene van, and he just like glides away like a cartoon break. That's how the, I, you know
1: this shit is jokes. The stand-up worm. Excuse me. That's what are he got that to body, bio? bitch. Yeah, I'm I'm just
0: he might as well have been. Also, Scotty Too He had a real good look going on with that hat and that hair. I don't care what nobody said. I don't care. I'm entertained. Did he you say something, MAGA?
1: Not that I know of. You're the same person who is pressed about Tyrese LeBray in my way. So, here we and are. And you already know what the fuck going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, this is just, this is what it is, bruh. Well, Randy's gone. Unfortunately, um, my dog news van is a crime scene. That's why he was like, girl, fuck y'all. I'm calling the cab. Um, And we are trying to go through footage, figure out who is who's doing this, who's responsible. It has to be somebody from the past because Randy is, you know, feeding them, you know, more rules about what sequels are about. Like it's more killers, somebody from the past, somebody with a secret, somebody with a grudge, something that we skipped over in the first movie. And after this point, we pretty much have Sydney, Dewey, Mickey. Gail left, and there's this reporter that keeps pulling up on Gail like, Oh my god, I'm such a big fan! She had all the news janks, you know, and she seems inconsequential. But then we get through all this, and we're in the movie like towards the end after we've murdered several fucking people. Um so many people are dead because Derek ass get got as well. Poor Derek. He was actually a really nice person. Um, although I thought he was a killer because I was thinking about Billy from the first one. And he was really Mm -hmm. innocent. Although I did not like him because he was singing songs and embarrassing. You know, serenading in public sends me to hell. So I just thought he was embarrassing and I did not like him. Uh but other than that, he wasn't a bad person. He deserved to die like that. All he did was love Sydney. That's all he did. And that trauma engulfed
0: her ass. You know, understandably so. And that other, uh, the other reporter's name was Debbie Salt. And that woman that plays her Roseanne sister, she always been, um, I'm crying. Y'all can't leave her in the face. And I will be referring to that woman as Roseanne sister all the time. What was Debbie Salt's name? Uh, hold on. I got her written on paper. L- Lori, Lori, L- Lori, Metcalf. Lori meet Metcalf. Yeah. She mega, She said something, mega. No. Oh, okay. I was waiting for <laughs> somebody to tell me. No, that was just Roseanne. Roseanne just said something, Maggie. That was just her. Okay, you know. Well, Roseanne's sister got on up here and we find out that not only is she more than just being Roseanne's sister and a news reporter. Oh, no. She is out here killing people, tag teaming with Mickey. Dun, dun, dun. They're the murderers. And Mickey, you should have known he was the murderer. Every time I who played Mickey, Timothy Oliver. every time I see that man in a show, a movie, anything, I know he done did something except for the crazies. I know he done did something. He is responsible for something happening on the set. And I knew it when I saw this movie. I said, yeah, I know he the murderer right there because his hairline was doing that thing. It looked like he, he leaned in. He looked like he up to no good. He was squinting his eyes and stuff in that classroom, answering them questions. I knew it was him. I knew it was him. I didn't know It was Miss Debbie saw, and I also didn't know that she was about to be Billy's mom. Like, I didn't know. Uh Uh-oh, bitch, got us.
1: Yeah, because you don't meet Billy's mom, like, in person, I don't think. Um, And even if you do, she would look real different. She pulled up. First, Gail come out with her hands up, and (laughs) Miss Loomis come out with the gun to her. Like, bitch, I'm back. Hello, we're here. This is what the fuck about to happen. Gail, you about to die. Sydney, you about to motherfucking die. I'm going to blame this shit. In her mind. Because Mickey thinks he about to um, go to trial. He wants to get caught. He wants to get famous. He wants to blame it on the movies. And get, I mean, not Gail, but Miss Loomis is like, girl, fuck all that shit you talk about. I'm going to blame you, but I'm actually going to kill everyone. And I was just here to talk about the story. That's all. I was following this case and being nosy. And that's how I got here. But it doesn't play out that way because they start, it's a showdown. Every screen movie has a fucking showdown at the end. And it's always Sydney at the showdown, high noon, with her guns up, Glocks up, we ready. Um and she comes out on top again with the help of uh Gail and um you know herself. Of course do De- I feel like Dewey come doesn't yep, Dewey pull yep. up somehow? Nope. Big, He's useless again. It's big Cotton weary. <laughs> oh it's Cotton, you're mm-hmm. right. And then that's why her and Cotton don't have beef no more because she's like, you know what? Talk to Cotton. Please take your fame. Don't somewhere else. have so-
0: beef no more so
2: I, i'm gonna have to stand up on my man Dewey real quick because you was like he's being useless uh if you don't remember correctly that nigga got, he got stabbed, stabbed he up. got stabbed up in the silent room like real badly like that he was like gail gail that nigga came behind him <laughs> stabbed him about like what eight times
1: Hmm. okay to be fair yes but also Dewey's still useless in several other scenes. So that does not, he didn't help in this point because he was incapacitated. I will give him that. But there are several scenes all throughout the sequels where he just, come on, Dewey. Come on, bro.
0: If it's one thing we can count on is Dewey being horribly injured in a movie. That's one thing I can count on in these films. Like, even if, like, he's trying to warn somebody or he's physically trying to throw his body at someone else, Dewey is about to get fucked up in one of these films, and this is why. Like in movie, we get to movie five because I know we're not there yet. I feel bad, like because, like you said, Jess, like you were talking about, like what's up with that, like with his um limp. His limp, like ag- aggressively, gets worse. So I do like that they kind of like, you know, they might have exaggerated a bit. But also, he's getting stabbed the fuck up in every movie.
2: So it gets better, actually. In four, that was the first thing I noticed about his character. In four, is that he's walking a lot better. I was like, oh, he he ain't limping all that well. All right, all right. Look at look at Dewey. He he doing all right for himself. And then five come back around, he's like, nah, that nigga limping again. That nigga nigga in the bottle and shit. Yeah, the gout
1: got him. The gout. got The him. gout. That's what I thought. I thought. I thought. It That's was time. it. Th- you are going to prison. Um for your crimes. Well Can we just pack my things, guys. Oh my god, you have one minute left. Uh so <laughs> Dewey does make it through. He is not dead. Gail makes it through. And then on top of that, uh we have Sydney making it through. And we are here. It's a good time. We're living sort of kind of our best lives, sort of not really, not really. Uh we made it to the end, we survived again. And that was a good time. I like Scream 2. Scream 2 is a good time. I don't know how they gave it like a what, a seven? Or I don't know what 6. they gave it. it 6.3 out of 10. Nine. Nine. Rotten Tomatoes Nine. gave it 81%. Okay, they're closer. It has its problems. I don't give a fuck about them. I don't give a fuck about the problems. The movie's so entertaining that the problems don't matter as much to me. Like, it, I don't mind a movie having problems. All movies have their problems. But you got to make the problem worth my while. It needs to be, the movie needs to be worth my while when I'm suspending my disbelief. You better show me some shit. If I'm going to believe this fucking knife went through this fucking bathroom door, you better so show me some bullshit. And they did. And I'm not mad at it. I support. Scream 3, I also support. Don't care what no one has to say. I yes. know the scores of what? Was it like a 51, like 54? It's something in that. 5.6 out
0: of 10 for IMDb and yeah. 41% for Rotten Tomatoes. That 41%? Like, yeah. That that movie was ridiculous. Exactly. Scream 2, a Scream 3, I, I feel you. Like, it really, it had all those rewrites. You know, they made jokes about the rewrites. It had all the things happen to it. The budget was crazy. All kinds of wild shit. Flippity-flops, niggas doing all kinds of wild shit. Dance moves. You know, stab twos in it again. It's just... I was still They don't inter- got Kevin oh.
2: Williamson in no more. Like, all right, you you're the, tired. The writer, the writer from all the rest of it. It, it. Like, I feel like it's a pale imitation of all the rest of it. Like, it's trying way too hard and being way too on the nose. And it's just like, dog, like, relax. We get it. You, we, you're a screen movie. We know you're going to do these things. But then it's just, like, nonsensical shit. Like, the, <laughs> the explosion. That shit was just like, all right, yes. so like- while, My favorite part. While it was cool, yes. it's like, my nigga, like, how are you timing a gas explosion to this nigga reading the, reading the script? I, I, I don't Amazing. get it. Um, There's only one killer. <laughs> it, it, okay. It, it, it logistically don't make sense for that to just be only one motherfucker. I mean, like, it just don't. It, it does not make sense at all. Then also you have to time it that. Also, this one killer is the nigga who's been orchestrating the shit from the beginning. Come on now. Instead of of exposing the tropes like the rest of the movies do, this this movie just goes by the tropes.
0: Yes. And here's why I also find this to be entertaining. I said this once before, although you are correct about every single thing you have mentioned, every factoid, every rewrite, this series franchise very much gives soap opera. And it intensifies every chapter for me. So... Yes, one killer running all the way across America, whooping everybody's ass for over a decade, makes sense to me. Um, This motherfucker orchestrating the movie, he's done all this, worked his way through the top to make a movie, to get all y'all here,
1: to chop y'all hoes up. This makes sense to me. I'm sitting here like, gang, gang, is this General Hospital? Like, Listen... I'm, I was waiting for like a fucking dead twin to come up. And technically the sibling popped it's out of passions. nowhere. So listen, are all my children and I am not upset about it. I know it doesn't make sense. Every, again, or 736, correct. It's nonsensical. And that's why I fucking like it. A seven out of 10, seven out of 10. Fuck their ratings. I love this movie so much. I don't love Gail's bangs. I like her outfits. Parker Posey is really, I, every all of her scenes are fucking great. Uh, I do not know why City decided to move in the middle of nowhere like that was going to be safer or something. That's stupid because now you don't get killed in isolation, dumbass. Like, mm-hmm. I don't.
2: You have to remember, she's in isolation and no one can find her. They didn't even get to her until she actually comes, comes to the set. Like, after- she was
0: safe. She was completely safe. <laughs> I feel right. th- she was, but she wasn't. Because when they called her house and at this point, in order for them, like, you know, we got to think about technology in 2000, like technology just started booming for real. When you do your Internet searches, you may or may not get somebody's address off the one couple time searches. So for them to get her private line after she didn't she was Laura and now they know it's her. She like, well, fuck, I might as well come out the mountain and come on down to this police station, because if you got my line, that means you must somehow got my address, right?
2: I mean, because that's why they killed Cotton at the beginning, because they did not know where Cindy was. It's like, let me kill somebody mm-hmm. close to her to get to try and lure her out, because I have no clue where she is. None whatsoever.
0: Cotton and the mama from, what's her name? She was from uh, from Gossip Girl. She played in something else, but I'm going to put her as the mama from Gossip
1: Oh, my God. Not the mom. Because I have not seen Gossip Girl. So you would know. Um, and now the voice you know, changer can do anybody voice. We mimic an everybody voice. That's, you know, it's technology. I don't think that exists, but I do not care. We've introduced it at the beginning of the movie. We decided it's here. I'm supporting of it. Also, I like trilogies. Something about a trilogy makes me happy. And at that point, for me, this is one of the only trilogies, because it's not a lot of trilogies out here. Most movies, it's one or two, or they go past two, and they go to space and shit and do everything else. And it wasn't until one of y'all who told me there was a sequel. The sequel came out, like, Scream 4 comes out in, like, 2011. I didn't know about it until 2019. I yep. did, I had no idea It was a movie. I never seen a trailer. I didn't see the announcement. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. So to me, all the way to 2019, I was like, oh, Scream's a trilogy. I was wrong. (laughs) No,
0: but it was a big deal when the fourth one came out, especially because it was so much time between three and four. Um, And then, of course, you know, people, honestly, a lot of people, as we can see from the ratings, aligned with what Ernest said about three. So 4 was just kind of like, ah, are we doing it again? Wes is coming out. Like, he's about to make another movie. Like, how is it going to hit? Is it going to miss? What's going to happen? I'm going to show up regardless, because I just need to know how the story ends.
2: And I'm just seeing 4 for the first time, like, yesterday. Because I was just like, how long? Like, you know, I, do I need the, the series to keep going? Not really. I mean, I'm happy where it left off. I mean, I did, I'm not a huge fan of 3, but, you know, whatever. It gave it an ending. But then, you know, because of y'all, I watched 4. And, you know, I like four better than I like three. But I'm not going to lie. That shit, like, at the beginning of that movie, that shit feels wacky as shit. That shit feels like a fucking Looney yeah. Tunes movie at some point. Like, the music cues are crazy. Like, the, dub- the double opening was cool. But also, at the same time, it's was like, the fuck are y'all going for right now? <laughs> like, <laughs> like it, it, it's just a lot that's going on. But, I like I said, I had fun with it. This is the movie I was talking about before when I said Dewey is his like buffoonish, like he is like Mm -hmm. swear to God he is the dumbest fucking cop I've ever seen in this movie to the point it's just like damn nigga like you're not catching on to shit like like at the like it's a point at the end of the movie where the killer mentions something to him and he's like yeah that's cool walks off goes talks to Gail and Gail's like wait when was that mentioned how did like how did how did the killer know that he's like shit, I mean, how did a person know that? Shit, and he runs off. You're just like, nigga, you're supposed, to be, you're supposed to be the sheriff. You're supposed to be the smart nigga right now. You've done this for how long? Wow. I, I think Five corrects it because he is a little bit more, he is a little smarter in Five, minus the, I, I think what happens in Five is very uncharacteristic, but whatever, uh, like, that was just wild. But yet, Four, I enjoyed it. I, I really had a good time. I'll talk more about it as you go ahead and break down this movie. Go, for, go forward. I'm
0: with you. I'm with you. And also outside of that uncharacteristic thing that happened in five, um, it was, it was, I think when you talk about corrections, I think they also noticed what was going on and made a correction the, in five. Um, and when it comes to title changes, but we'll go there. Um, but steep scream three, um, we have city, Sydney's at a house. She's living in the hills. She's got a dog. Her dog, uh, her, her dog's name uh, is Cherokee. I'm gonna just leave that at that. I uh, I paused. Um, and then, but you see on the back wall when she comes in, you see her um like it's a pamphlet uh from that show she was in college. That little poster pamphlet is on the wall. You see her Woodsboro stuff. So you see our little baby callbacks to the previous stories. And I'm like, girl, although that these were very, um, memorable things in your life for various reasons, I see you have them on the wall. So you're bringing a little bit of something from your past into your new reclusive life in the mountains. But I understand because she's had, you know, multiple people try to kill her for various reasons that have nothing to directly do with her. Like she's just minding her business as somebody trying to pull up and stab her ass. That's just terrible. So she's out here. She's Laura. She's, Doing domestic hotline stuff, trying to help the community. Boom. And then we find out another stab is being made in LA. And and um basically, you know, our girl Gail, she's out here doing big time TV. You know, she had that book. She's doing press uh press releases, but you know, she's out here doing co- um, what is that, conversations at colleges and the college students is reading her for filth in the conversations. And she's like, Well, bitch, I'm out here and I'm still famous, and where you at? And she's just my that's not what she's saying, but that's how she acts. And she's like, girl, ha. You still making jokes with bitch, I'm Gail Weathers. And that's the sentence, bitch, I'm Gail Weathers. So then she um finds out that there's another murder because it's another murder. You know how this gets there. I honestly can barely remember how the oh wait. I do remember how this murder, uh how this movie opened. The murder in this one was not a hypothetical situation. It wasn't a stranger death. This death was cotton, and it was cotton uh and his girl at Christine, and Cotton get a phone call from his uh, car phone, and he's thinking that it's a sexy caller calling him, because Cotton got a big time show, he wearing all white outfits, he's on, um, you know, in a truck, using up all them gas points and stuff, you know, gas is real expensive in LA, and he out here, he in the in the traffic, and the woman lady caller is getting kind of close, and then she's like, well, how would your girlfriend feel about that Cotton, Cotton's like, what you mean, I got no girl... And then the person's like, what you mean you ain't got no girl? So who the hell I'm looking at right now? And Cotton's like, boo, boo, boo. bitch, what you mean? Who you looking at right now? So Cotton is shitting bricks. He realized immediately, because Ghostface switched that voice up on the talk boy, pressed the number five to say, it's me, Cotton. I'm watching your bitch right now. I will gut her. And Cotton's like, oh, shit. So he's in traffic. He slams into somebody's car. The person's like, that person rammed it to me. And then he gets off on the highway. Cotton is like, bitch, I got to go. So he is racing down the street in this motherfucker, in this truck. He should have died like three times. He pulls up. He don't even close the door, Jesus. He hop out the truck. He just runs straight into the house and is like, Christine, I feel like even though Christine may or may not have heard him in the shower, I would have been yelling coming up the stairs because at this point, you already know the killer in the house. You done did this about two movies, Cotton. This person has framed you for murder. So you don't have nothing to lose. You can't even sit up here and try to sneak up the walls. Because if he's trying to kill Christine, you know there is a chance. I don't know why he ain't think about this. There is a chance that Christine is going to think that you are possibly the killer. There's always this chance. Smart. Christine, is me, baby. I'm coming up the stairs. Just yelling all the way up the stairs. You know, they see you. Christine, is me, girl. Instead of getting to the door. And Christine, dumbass, being quiet. Because when he get the door open, she, you know, trying to protect herself. Because... The killer been on the talk boy pretending to be Cotton. And then what really tells me is there's a scene, there's a line where she makes a a comment about, I don't want to play any of your your stab games. And I'm like, damn, was Cotton doing this before? Like before the killer pulled up?
1: Yes. And I'm like, girl, you need to go to therapy, Cotton, because why are you doing that to your girlfriend? That's fucking weird. And again, pranks fucking stop. And communication would have been key. You could have saved both of y'all, Cotton. You could have came, hey, it's me. Someone with a voice changer said they were watching you. I have First of all, he didn't call the police. You keep calling Christine. You know they always cutting the phone lines. You've been in three movies at this point, Kai kind of Weary. Call the police and say, someone said they're at my place. They're at my girlfriend's house watching her and they're going to kill her. Please go. I am on the way there now. Please show up. Because even if... He would got into a whole ordeal with the killer. Maybe the cops would have pulled up mid-stab and got his ass or her ass or whoever the fuck was killing at that point. But you ain't even do that. I understand he was stressed. He was just trying to drive and get to his girl. But he called her like ten times. She's not picking up, baby. Call the cops. And he was driving wild. And he was talking about road rage on his radio show.
2: Road rage.
0: (laughs) I thought that was a good time. I was entertained. Um, but poor cotton got sliced and diced, poor Christine sliced and diced, and those were our opening kills. So we got a double kill again. Um, so you know, but what's happening in this trilogy is like, no, no, no. We gotta we gotta tie up some loose ends. We might get the same thing. There's a whole bunch of rewrites, it's a little chaotic, but we're trying our best to progress the story on. So now we're following the killers excuse me, we're following all the characters of the movie Stab, um, which is basically all the people pretending, it's Stab 2 that they're filming, right? Yeah, yeah, no, they're filming Stab 2. They were filming
2: Stab 3, uh, Back to Woodsboro.
0: Lord, Stab 3 at the same time as Scream 3. Okay. Exactly. So they're, oh, okay, Jesus. Um, And, you know, the set was cute. It looked like Sydney's house, because at one point she stumbles upon it and the, the killer's trying to whoop her ass through it. Um, we got Jenny McCartney. Um, and she's sitting up here playing candy and candy. You know, that's this is also when we should have known who the killer was. They straight up tell us in the middle of the movie. But that one scene where she goes into the office and she's supposed to be railing for Roman, and Roman's like, I'm stuck in traffic, but let's go over our lines on the phone. And she's like, Okay, cool. And he was like, Yep. Yeah. She was like, I'm, you know, I'm not happy about my role because you know, I'm just playing the girl with the boobs is supposed to be just like, you know, the sex symbol. I don't really get to say nothing. I'm just like, oh yeah, just I'm talking all breathy and stuff. Like that's what she's doing. Um, and she's not happy. And he's like, yeah, okay. So you're not happy about your lines. Okay. Well, let's just go over them. Real dismissive and shit. So she goes over her lines and he's saying a different line. And she was like, well, wait a minute. This is where they make one of the many jokes about rewrites. Well, there's another script, goddammit. Like, who rewrote the lines this time? Like, who's got this one? And he's like, well, this isn't my version. And she's like, well, that's not the version I have. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, yeah. And then his voice turns into what? Ghostface voice. This is the version where I fucking got you like a piss. She's like, oh, Jesus, no. So she starts running around and hiding. And she thinks the security guard outside of the building is a killer and hides in another room. And I'm like, damn, girl, you could have got free and you didn't. And now you did because you hid in a room full of ghost face costumes. You, of course you did. Of course. Of course. But of course. And them fucking boots slid down and got her ass. And I was like, well, we got this bitch up out of here.
1: Um, Boom. The, winter, the bitch went down.
0: Pia! And then, Bye. you know, you, it's just a lot. Um, I like, like we said, we already talked about <clears throat> Parker Posey being in this film. We see Carrie Fisher in this film. Um, because they talk a little bit about, you know, Hollywood and how... Because we find out about Sydney's mom, Maureen. She had a whole nother life before Woodsboro. I love this backstory. We love the juicy drama. And she was out here making movies. And every they talk about um, the dark sides of Hollywood and how people were, you know, the girls were coming in from all over the country and having different lives. And these Hollywood producers were doing that weirdo shit you know, being abusive and all those other things and trying to make people do something strange to get roles in films, you know, those things they talk about. And then, um, Carrie Fisher talking about like, oh, you know, but not paying Carrie Fisher. And they go, oh, but aren't you? And she's like, no, I'm not. She did this, that, and the third to get this role. Um, so yeah, we find out that Sydney's mom had another life and she, she had more than just another life because as these people are dying and they're dying, um, based off of how their characters died and, um, in the movie or how the script was written, um, we eventually find out that Roman um, is Sydney's brother because her mom or their mom lived a life in California. And of course, you know, in addition to the other lives she was living, her son, Roman, did not fit into the life she needed to bring back to Woodsboro, okay? Because then when she got the worst, bro, that like was swallowed too. Now Roman, of course, resented that, and I guess he must have been just watching the TV and all this other stuff because he just decided to kill all these people. And poor Sydney, like she didn't even know Roman was alive. So now you sit up here mad at Sydney for some shit that your mama did. I therapy, therapy.
1: That's what everybody needs. Everyone needs therapy. Uh, this shit is really ghetto. And John Milton, who is like the main producer of whoever, head of, I guess, Sunrise, whatever, film studios. His ass. It, it almost feels like, because I was watching, you know, CZ. Shout out to CZ Channel. But they made this reference that, and I've seen this movie several times, but didn't put that together where they talk about the Weinsteins. Because the scenes helped produce this, I think. So, <laughs> it's so funny that they put they dropped him in there. And wh- what can you say? It's you. <laughs> it's you. The calls are literally coming from inside the house. Um, so, they have him. at was throwing parties. These girls knew what they was getting into. No, the fuck. They was trying to get a job. And y'all wasn't hiring bitches unless they was putting out. You was hating. You was using your power to get over on bitches. And you was ruining lives. And Roman bitch ass. I know that he pulled up on his mother and was like oh oh you know she shut me out in the cold okay you need to go to therapy where are your adoptive parents because you're fucking grown someone else had to raise (laughs) didn't someone else raise you like what what's going on here you're not just like you know some random child you are a grown up you're gonna have to deal with your problems then you're gonna stalk her ass and watch her affair watch everything that's going on and convince some teenagers to commit a bunch of murders you ain't shit like you are too old for this bullshit i don't understand also this is still not sydney's fucking fault even if maureen did the shit you didn't even stop there you wanted to take shit even further because you're a jealous bitch
0: two things. One, when we go back to the call that's coming from within the house for this particular situation, people who always doing fucked up things and who are really fucked up individuals, like truly fucked up individuals take pleasure in dangling that shit in people's face. So I see why they would, you know, put a little line in there like, oh, you know, whatever, whatever. But you know, we're not going to go in that soapbox today. Um, two paired with one, I have a theory that Roman might have killed and or harmed his adoptive parents. I love that we don't have no backstory. We because they're gonna keep it up to thought if people ain't thinking that far. But that's what I like to think about. Because if he got all this hate in his heart for his birth mom, like what if he found out, you know, assuming he did find out, or if he didn't find out in the best way that his real parents were not his quote unquote real parents. Mm. This the way this story plays out anyway, it, it's fucked up. So we it could add another fucked up layer to this really, really dense um saga.
2: Yeah, I mean it's, it's it's it could be a number of things that what could be saying that could cause Roman to lose his shit and want to kill it or kill his actors and actresses over in a movie set. I mean, damn, nigga, like, I don't know what the fuck. And, I mean, like you said, therapy is the number one thing. You know, maybe have some weed and lie to I mean, like, she dead already. Like, just let that shit go. Like, your half sustain had shit to do with it. I get it. You upset because that bitch went home and had her play house and shit, but then she didn't really play house because she went home and started fucking somebody else. I mean, like, everybody everybody got trauma, Effie. Everybody got pain.
1: Effie, we all got pain. You are dolls coming in. I knew that was coming. I knew it was coming. Dream girls. Well, always. We all got pain and it doesn't matter because we all don't have survivor skills and sydney got survivor skills top notch you thought you was one step ahead of her ass cuz you got her to the house you made her do the little metal detector you you to kill all pretty much we having a little rap party cuz the movie's fucking dead although roman still making his little movie you done kill everyone in the scene. Everyone who was in the movie is fucking dead. The whole cast, everybody. You been blew up fake Dewey in the fucking explosion. You can't even kill the security guard, bro. Like everyone's dead. It's just Sydney Dewey and real Gale left. And they go through the, they tie Gale and fucking Dewey up. She'd have came in, shot this motherfucker, didn't shoot him in the head, didn't stomp his ass again. Big mistake with her purse walking through and he rolls away. She runs gets to the secret passageway secret bookshelves I love a secret bookshelf and now that's where he was like bitch it was me it was I Theo." sorry um and and she he literally tells everybody this and you thinking that she's stupid because she he does makes the same mistake he shoots her she wearing a vest too she stole a vest on her way out of the police station that's what she did. Because Kincaid even pull up and gets his ass beat almost immediately. Which, like, he's also useless. Like, girl. I mean, but what does that say
0: about our ongoing conversation about fits? I just... You ain't shit. What are you getting paid for? Yes, I sang it. Yeah. Well, I, we're here. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, I mean, cops ain't shit. But hoes and tricks. I know. <laughs> Y'all tired of me singing. That's
1: fine. <laughs> well... Every, everyone's dead Not everyone's dead Roman <laughs> ass is dead She she shoots him She whoops his ass And now again We just have Sydney. Kincaid is not dead We got Dewey Who proposes to Gail And of course she says yes And they're watching movies And they're in her Secluded house Or whatever Watching movies she, Touching Her butts. door open Touching butts Her door open And she just leaves it open Girl Still shut the fucking door Like the, You're just, Huh the and, I saw door open. Yeah, well,
0: and that's why we got movie four. Yeah, and that's why we get movie four because he was feeling too free. So, and go mm-hmm. ahead, right, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, Ernest. Because I'm gonna just rant about how we get the movie four. You know, I love talking. So
2: there, you know, as we all know, in most screen movies, there are at least two killers. There's like, there's a rumor that for the third movie that there was a second killer, but it got cut for time. And then some of this stuff is still in the movie, so you can still like kind of figure out who the second killer was supposed to be. Supposedly, it was supposed to be the uh, the actress that plays Sydney in in the Stab Three movie. Which yeah, I repeat that. Which kind of like if you like, it's even that one scene where Sydney kind of walks in her in the bathroom and she like drops the ghost face mask. If you notice, she also got the boots on at the time too. So it's just like mm-hmm. like, bitch, what you up to? She was supposed to be uh, Roman's girlfriend. Yeah, it, it it's a lot and. It was, I'm like looking through like the production materials for it. It was like they have like this thing for the DVD, and it's like a special, special edition stuff, and they like rest in peace to all our uh fallen cast members, and they have all the people who died in that movie, and her picture is mysteriously not in there. <laughs> she survived, she's gonna come back, y'all. She's gonna come back.
0: Uh, oh, 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 if she's gonna come back in movie six, I saw somebody make a joke about that. Like, because, you know, a movie six that as of right now, Miss um, Campbell, they're they not they not running them pockets. She's not coming back. So somebody had made a joke like, oh, she's going to replace her. And I'm like, I'm in hell, please. No. But also, it's just like, at this point, unless you're going to start clean and it be one of those remakes or one of those sequels that have no one. You know how you, you know, all the franchises do it. We don't have any original returning people. We either purposely killed them off. I'm looking at you, Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Or, um, you know, we just have some new name people. That's what's going on, so. I mean,
2: they already, supposedly from what I've been seeing for six, they already bringing some people back from a, from other movies who are not the original trio.
0: Why? They're like, why not? I'm yelling. They're like, why not? I mean, ugh, God, just, I can't wait till we talk about the fifth movie that should have just been called Screen 5 instead of what I'm going to tell y'all later what I've decided to call it, um but we have Scream 4 2011 film for some reason when you look on some internet websites it says 2013 and i was very confused by that um but it's definitely 2011 um right around the rapture so here we are if you're trying to get into Scream 4 um <laughs> if you're trying to get into Scream 4 like we talked about it's on Tubi for free if you don't have a Paramount Plus account right now the latest Scream is available on Paramount Plus at one point all the movies were on Paramount Plus but that's come and gone, um, because they was really trying to boost it up so all y'all could see it at the same time. Um, but the newest ones is on there, so this movie is really in line with the rest of them. At almost two hours long, an hour and fifty one minutes. Um, the rating is around the sixth zone, and I think this movie is at least a seven, um, seven point five, but it's a Me six point two out of ten. Okay, on IMDb and a sixty one percent on Rotten Tomato. Long as um, and I think this in my mind, yes.
2: as long as it's higher than three, that's all that counts.
0: So. Okay. It, it's definitely <laughs> it's higher than three. And what I like about now that we've moved out of a trilogy, at this point, the rules is... We got new rules coming, baby. You know you're about to get some new shit thrown at you. And like Ernest said, we have two different like movie-within-a-movie, like dream sequence situations, like a dream-within-a-dream Um, kill situations because someone's dying in what? Was it Stab 6, Stab 7?
2: Yeah, Stab 6. It was... It was Stab Six, they, the original the first intro, Stab Six, mm-hmm. and then it pans out to characters watching Stab Six, and you're like, oh, okay, this is the real intro. And then, no, and Anna, Anna Popwin gets stabbed by um Kirsten, Kirsten, the one that did Veronica. What's Moss, Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. gets stabbed by her, and It's like, I wish you would stop talking during the movie, and then it's like Stab Seven. You're like, that's what the fuck is going on. And then you pull back, they'll have other characters talking about that movie. And then that's the real opening. And it was just like I don't know how far we're yeah. gonna go
1: out of this.
0: This
1: is this is, this is Bacon manure. Inception forever. Still haven't
0: seen that movie. But one of the girls that day, um what's the girl? One of the girls that was died in the first joint, the first dream sequence, she was in DeGrassi. And oh, that's good for her.
1: Yeah. Also, you know I love finding the DeGrassi characters. There was she a no great, great scene. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Yeah. Here, not again. Not again. Damn it, Ernest. Ah, ah! She might know Drake. She you came at the end, right? Left.
0: Okay, he was the basketball coach. She was when she started. She was the basketball coach.
1: He was the basketball coach. Okay, that's all I got to say. Um, <laughs> well, either way, they were on the phone with uh, like they, you know what a, the caller does—the thing where they call. He was like, "It's for you, bitch. You got this motherfucker stuck on here. You gonna pass the phone over. where well, you got the soccer killer, you are a terrible friend. Oh
0: yeah, I was say that was that was foul. I'm going to let you know. That one thing that I'm really excited that happened in movie five that has not happened before except for the screen, the uh, scary movie franchise is everyone thinking, why the fuck won't somebody hang up the phone? And in screen five, I'm crying because he was like, I just, I'm hanging up. And he's like, no, don't hang up the phone.
2: <laughs> yeah, that, sh- that, shit was, that shit was so funny. And then what happens directly after that is also funny.
0: Yeah. no i it because I'm like... I've been waiting all my life for somebody to be like, no, don't hang up the phone, bitch. Or some fucking Chucky shit. You know, Charles will yell at your ass on that telephone because you got him fucked up. I'm so happy it happened. I wish it happened in this one. But it did not. But we got a couple other good things. You know, we got all the young people and they study in the movie and they have a in the barns because, you know, you got color Colton brother here in the movie. You know, he got a role. You know, he got Rory. He out here um you got what's my girl me 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 we got Hayden Pennetier she playing Kirby I keep hearing they trying to bring Kirby back and I'm like girl
2: Hayden Pennetier's fine ass yes they have her in this movie I love Kirby Kirby's probably one of my favorite characters in this movie I love Kirby Kirby's great and yes Kirby does survive this movie um there's some there's a few cameos of her in in five uh, it's like some YouTube comments and stuff like that you see if you look, you pause and look on the side screen or whatever when um, Richie is watching YouTube but yeah she's 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 live. she good.
0: In the dead meat stream that's not dead meat.
2: Yeah yeah it's in the dead meat stream if you look at some of the thumbnails on the side one of them is like interview with uh, Woodsboro survivor Kirby what's it called and then they have her voice in the scene at the party because someone's watching something in the background you can hear mm-hmm. on the TV but yeah they also have her back for Six. So yes, Kirby does survive. Oh. Okay. I, know, I know. I know a lot of people were stressed, but Kirby survives because how she, you gets, know, how how it gets set up is you know she gets stabbed twice in the stomach, but then they just leave. He just leave, Like the killer just leaves. He doesn't, you know, confirm. And it we and didn't see end.
0: her die on camera. Yeah. Yep.
2: And, it's, and the funny thing is, is that it's the same thing that literally happens to Sydney at the same and like ten minutes later, stabbed twice in the stomach, and then. <laughs> but yeah, let's talk about the movie,
0: guys. Screen Four. Let's do it Listen, because I'm excited.
1: Let's... We ain't here. It's Inception. Uh, we got the dumb blonde, but she's not a dumb blonde because her GPA high is a bitch. That bitch is he- here, but it doesn't save her life because her dumb ass died anyway because she... Well, she's not dumb. She was trying to get out and she couldn't... There is no little cat thing. She just gets crushed and gets stabbed and shit. But we in the neighborhood. The students is dying again. People dying. We got that girl. What is her name from American Horror Story? Emma Roberts. Yeah, that girl. Julia Roberts' niece. And Er and Eric Roberts' daughter. Surprise, bitch. Yeah, I I forget about him. Who's Eric Roberts? No, we'll talk about that later. Either way, uh, she's here with her friends. And she's friends, of course, with Kirby Non-Driving Ass, who be speeding and running uh, fucking stop signs and shit, wilding out. And they in school. They figure out that people is dying. We here again. And Sydney is in town because she done wrote a book out of darkness. She in the bookstore. And then the murder shit is in her trunk because the calls is coming from inside the trunk. Now she a suspect. Everybody a motherfucking suspect. We in this bitch. We trying to figure out who... Is the killer now. And now we have everybody kinda in the same house. Don't the killer pull up on um Jill and fucking Sydney?
2: Well he pulls up on um first he pulls up on her friend next door who basically calls um Sydney like the angel of death because everybody comes around her dies and he you know, murders her brutally. And one of my favorite scenes in the movie because of how it's set up. He was like, you know, I'm in your closet. He's talking to Kirby, and Kirby's like, you're not in my closet. He's like, I'm in in the closet. And she opens the door, and he's like, she's like, bullshit, I knew you were in the closet. I didn't say yours. And then you just see him, like, because they can see their friend's house, and they can see in the window, and he is fucking her up. Like, my God, he is stabbing the shit out of her. Like, by the time they get over there, it's like blood all over the room, her guts all hanging out and shit. And then that's when the nigga comes out, and that's when he runs up on Jill and Sydney at the same time. And they just, like, kind of have a... Bro. It was funny, because he runs up on uh, Jill, sli- like, s- slices at her. She gets, like, sliced on the arm. But then he starts fighting Sydney, And Sydney like, I'm tired of this shit. And just start beating that nigga ass. And it's so, <laughs> like, she literally beating that nigga ass, throwing him down the steps and shit. And he like, God damn. <laughs> and, then, and then the cops finally show up. And then, yeah, and then... Oh, he he went out back, and they never find his ass. But it it's... It's funny you get to the fourth movie. It's been maybe like what fifteen years all in total at that time, and it's just like, you know, this dumb shit keep happening. Why the fuck is this going on? Where 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 is Dewey? Dewey's the sheriff in town. He's just not just not succeeding at all with this shit. He got the the new deputies. He got the Anthony Anderson of all all people, and uh, at, mm-hmm. at Adam Brody, and then um, mm-hmm. and then you have the blonde chick um, Jill. She she's in there. All right. So the first scene that Jill shows up and she had she meets Sydney. I had the immediate thought that everyone in Woodsboro is a fucking creep. Every last one of them, because mm-hmm. they have her show up in uh, Jill's house and she's like walking up the stairs and Sydney's coming out of her room and she turns around and she's just there in the fucking darkness of the corner. She never leaves the darkness of the corner, so you only can see like her shoulders and down. You know her head's there, but she's just talking in the darkness, like, hey, don't you remember me? Uh no, bitch, I don't remember you. We were in the we was in Peter Pine together. It was like, uh, okay. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm sorry I don't know you. And she finally steps off the shadows and shit. You're like, bitch, why are you hiding in the shadows? What is up with all these creepy motherfuckers in this town? What is it? Judy. Oh, Judy Judy Hicks. Judy Hicks. There you go. Because I could not remember. I just I, I just remember because she is also, well Someone kept calling her um deputy, uh they kept they kept slurring the way they say deputy, but it was so funny, but it was like deputy Judy. I was like, all right, weirdo, stop being weird. This town is fucking weird. Everyone, everyone they need to burn this town down, assault the earth, and just get the fuck away from it. Cause it's just it's just what is nice. creepy. And then also at this scene, so this also happens at the scene, and it was just like the weirdest comment made by someone in the crowd. It was like, you just hear, you're just like your mother. I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> What does Sydney deserve for that shit? Like she's nothing like a movie. It ain't like she fucking a married man or doing some other shit. She just
0: came home for a book to tour. That's it. Uh, them people do it the most. I'm with you. Um, I so here's the thing. I definitely felt like Judy. Judy was a red herring, a very successful one because they really made you feel like Judy might have been the killer. I don't know about y'all, but when I first saw this, they made me feel. I felt like the way Judy was like sleuthing around. And being, like, all weird in the shadows. And weird, and also, Jill was being weird, too. Emma Roberts' character was also being weird and sleuthy. And then she started, like... And her weirdness was something slight. But if you get to the... When we get to the end of the movie, and there's the part where she's trying to find her phone, and that whole, I'm going upstairs to get my phone. And then she goes upstairs. And then her boyfriend, or her on-again, off-again boyfriend goes upstairs. And then when she comes downstairs and says to Kirby, well, I was just upstairs. And Kirby was like, so you didn't see... Your boyfriend upstairs? Where, who's up? Like you know, it's just it's everybody being weird. The lies are not mathing.
2: Yeah, the jail thing is is very funny because it's like they give her the least amount of do in the movie, so it's like she's always at home and just hiding out and shit. And then it's just like, yeah, but you acting big weird right now, like big big weird. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I mean, maybe it's just because she's played by Emma Roberts, and every time I see Emma Roberts, I'm like, you're kind of a weirdo in everything you play. But it's just it's, like I said, she's weird. Judy's weird, but like for me, I didn't. I, I felt like, oh, this is a red herring. I don't feel like she's up to anything because if anything, she probably would have killed Gail first. <laughs> she probably would have went for that bitch asapually. Now, another creepy person who's in this movie is fucking uh R- Rory Calkin playing Charlie. Charlie's character is just weird and it's just like, you guys are just, you're just, like I said, the whole town is just weird, but these people are like literally sh- like spotlights of weird pockets of weird mm-hmm. in, the, in the weird dimension that's, that's what's really going on in this town
1: they live in strangerville oh. they are the people from strangerville and the sims
2: and I, I felt bad for like um characters like uh Allison Bree who plays the uh the publicist that girl ain't doing nothing to nobody
1: she <laughs> was, was using Sydney yeah she was she sydney to get some checks it was like whatever' but that, but that's her, get this book signed that's her
2: job she's her publicist she's supposed to do that <laughs> that's literally her job. Her job is to make sure she's visible and getting this, getting this money.
1: I mean, you're right, but you know. And then um, she said the
0: quiet part out loud, and Sydney's yeah. like, mm, "All right, bitch, bye." I
2: think that all, that murder right there was also supposed to throw us off, thinking maybe you think Sydney did it, because immediately after she fired, after Sydney fires her, she mysteriously ends up dead.
0: <laughs> I'm weak, so Sydney got time to run downstairs to the um, emergency exit door to whoop her ass in the parking
1: lot. I'm crying. I mean, she ain't got nothing but time. <laughs> This is true. Yeah, she ain't got no job. And throw her ass Tommy, you ain't got no job. R.I.P. Tommy. Um, They threw her ass out the. She did they're having a press conference like we're doing all that we can we got the situation control then a body fly down through the car bitch y'all ain't got shit under control everybody screaming and running this shit the killer clearly is still on the fucking loose and you just caught a new body you got to link up with gail because gail is like bitch i wrote the book on this you need to get with me because i know what the fuck i'm talking about also you don't know how to put two and two together do, do we i'm sorry but I, it, I, I
2: honestly feel like that's just just like for them they're just trying to write him as an idiot so badly in this one like he's he's not the smartest person but he wasn't as bad as this in the other movies like this shit is like, like ridiculously level of him being like stupid like my god I swear to god that shit just had me fucking like heated watching the movie like he, he, like he's not doing anything right just all oh, just buffoonery all the way around I fucking hate Dewey in this movie but I still like the movie <laughs>
0: It felt forced to me, honestly, truly. I was just like, okay, it was really sad to see his—not sad, but like you know, going into sad to see his character go this way. I was like, this is not how. I is this an evolution? once you become a police? Like, what happens? Do you just like mind? Am I be mind erase yourself and you don't really make the best choices? Like, what's going on? Um, also, um, not to rag on the police all the time, like I always do, nope. but I mean, but really, keep going. No, but really, let's keep going. Um. I'm going to go off and pivot for a second. Stab is a Robert Rodriguez film. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's what I said. Stop it, me bitch. So, and also... Fun fact, he actually did direct the, the Stab stuff in Scream 2. All right, here we go. And Kirby and Jill were watching Shaun of the Dead. We still ain't forget they say nigga in that movie. But also, Shaun of the
1: Dead. The North remembers I'm the North.
0: We all remember. Um, but that was fun because I did not realize. You know, I usually do my ghouls, but I did not, and it was like stab Robert Rodriguez film, and I was like, ooh. Also, the stabathon looked fun until people started dying. But the stabathon, stabathon looked fun. It was great until Gail got stabbed. Yeah, I know it smelled crazy in there. Oh, it definitely did. It was in a barn, baby. It was smelling like dookie, breath, alcohol, and
1: sweat, onions, bologna water gosh oh my gosh onions water water baloney well either way they get through this they having all these little watch them thaws movie thaws all this shit happens and we get to the point where um the, the blah, blah, blah. we get to the point where people are showing up at the house and they're like oh Jill you text me to come here and Jill's like I don't even know my phone now what are you talking about what so we got Jill Kirby uh that little movie geek dude Charlie I guess that's his name he, he was trying to pull up on Kirby Kirby was trying to pull up on him he betrayed her he ain't shit he gets what he deserves the boyfriend who is up here uh, Trevor and sitting in Yes, Ugh, I, f- I forgot me. the other dude,
2: to- The other dude's name, the one that's with uh, Charlie, that you know, they're doing their little film school shit together.
1: Yeah, he dies anyway. He does. He. Die yeah. Oh again? yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He gets gutted. <laughs> yeah. I feel like he opened the door or some shit and get murdered. Um, yeah, <laughs> but- pretty much he's outside and that happens. Like he's trying to mm-hmm. go inside and for and like my camera's turned around. He's
2: checking his live stream, turns the camera around, and you see Ghostface right there. And Ghostface literally like leaps <laughs> and guts him like a goddamn uh like he and Devil May Cry. I was like, goddamn damn.
1: Woo. Well, his ass is dead. Okay. He dead. Um and you left with the last bit of characters which is pretty much jill sydney gail uh kirby gets murdered by fucking charlie after she plays the og game and names all these fucking movies because she's like bitch i know what the fuck i'm talking about and she's like the movie person who knows everything and she loses uh unfortunately and she saves him she's like i saved you and no he is a piece of shit you just noticed me bitch you just, she fuck. After all these years, you just now be noticing me now.
2: It's too late and he stabs her a second time.
1: Bruh, alright. You could have had a bad bitch and instead you stabbed her. You're an idiot. Uh, either way, we get to the point where he and Kella And Jill is a killer. But Jill wants to be a star. She's like, it's the motherfucking internet era, nigga. All I got to do is have bad shit happen to me. And I am destined to make bad shit happen, bitch. I don't see any bad news. I'm about to make some, hoe. She just going through it. Just kill it. Like, getting all this shit together. She thrive off negativity, bitch. She about to get through. Listen, she about to blow Woodsboro up. Gang, gang. That's what she do. She goes through funito, and she hits everybody, everybody gets stabbed up. And she, the, the scene where, you know, how a lot of people, when you watch like true crime or stuff where people like stab themselves and they try to play it off. No, she stabs herself, run into the mirror, throw herself through the motherfucking table. This bitch like rips her hair out with the dude hand. Like she was not playing she made it seem like you no know, like uh like a blood vessel in her eye got popped and everything because her eye all red when she look at shit and she talking about yep we're gonna write a book together all oh, is she in the hospital and they like oh Sydney about to pull through mama she's like
2: oh <laughs> her face when that shit happened was so good that shit i, I have a specific one. i was like jill's face when she heard Sydney's still alive like she was like bitch <laughs> she couldn't believe that shit she was so fucking astounded just just oh man i mean i think this movie just holds together so well and like when jill like realizes that and basically drops the bomb on dewey like says that dumb shit to dewey and dewey doesn't even catches it again dewey's just too stupid to fucking live and he goes to talk to gail and gail's like how does she know that and he's like oh fuck and he gotta chase her like this idiot is running to save Sydney and is screaming Sydney's name, which gives Jill enough time to hide in the motherfucking closet. And he gets exactly what he deserves. She beats that nigga down with a fucking bedpan. <laughs> beats him after death with a bedpan. I swear that shit was like, wow, you are literally, no pun intended, the shittiest here. Entertainment piss poor. Man, that that pun yep. that pun wasn't intended.
0: Dudes, <laughs>
1: we're here. We're definitely we're here listen and all this all the chaos ensues another fucking showdown here we are in one hospital room dewey down for the count sydney and jill are squaring the fuck up across this room and gail come in to the rescue to help her ass but at this point you know jill is still thinking she about to come out on top like you got any last words bitch and she say yeah clear <laughs> boom! shock that bitch <laughs> that just... which was great clear that bitch she's like
2: she's like can i say one last thing she's like what please she's like no clear clear sydney's behind her had turned on the paddles and pushed that shit to her temples that shit was so cold i was like that that's that's how you clear bitch
0: <laughs> that is exactly how cha-cha kadoom love that yes Benito scream for i also would like
2: to point out that this movie that the killers were very much angrier than in any of the movies if you notice how they're Mm -hmm. killing people they're just like really super brutal and it makes sense they're a new generation trying to outdo the last one and trying to make sure these kills are really really like top notch top notch that's how i was like oh okay this is very meta of them
0: (laughs) yes until we get to oh scream scream five and me going oh shit for most of the movie, yeah, because the camera's not cutting away in these kills at nah, all. Nah,
2: that that first joint, the, the opening was like, my God, my dude.
1: <laughs> I was like, oh, oh shit, my nigga, I saw a bone. I said, and he stomped her. I don't know who it was, but they stomped her motherfucking leg. That bone popped out. I said, oh my god, oh please. Since that one,
2: it was, it was, it was her.
0: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> A Town Okay. Cause, Love cause that. Because um, me and
2: you, Jazz, me and you have already talked about it. I am very upset by one of the deaths in here, and I still find it fucking unplausible, but we're, we're here. We're going to continue rolling through it.
0: We're moving on. Um. So, yeah, Scream 4. It's on the internet. Another decade goes by. We're in the panty. You know, the movie's supposed to come out exactly like 10 years later, I guess. My guy, I don't know, but it got shelved because we was in the house, and you know, we still kind of in the house. You know, some of us forced to go outside because the way capitalism be gotten us, you know, wrapped around its dick is crazy. Um, but we here now, Scream, um, not Scream 5, just Scream. They ain't even make the S into a 5. But I would like to call it, because I already said, spoiler alert, and big spoiler alert, because this is a new movie, y'all. It just came out. So if you do not want to see this, this is your time to press pause. This movie to me is called Scream the Descendants of Billy Loomis.
1: Wait
0: a minute. All right. You but, can't put that in a title. God damn
1: it. Yes, you can. Why not? <laughs> Say Once the
0: movie ends, this is the new title card Scream, The Descendants of Billy Loomis. But I was like, because I figured out what was going on. Because in my mind, I was like, all right, everybody's dead. For the most part, everybody's dead. Or they're like, girl, I'm trying to go on and live my life again. Well, this movie. How can we shake this shit up? Well, we're not do, we're trying to outdo what's going on. So, as we get past this opening scene, and my girl is literally going through the things, and the killer is like, Yeah, girl, you're giving us our remix or our favorite open. You got a girl who's, who's talking to a stranger on the phone, who's going through this quiz kids shit. And next thing you know, he threatens or they threaten to kill her. And then they pull up and they really try to kill her. And I'm like, Holy shit. This back and forth situation, how tense it was with um, the computer going on and going off. Well, not the computer when she's trying to lock and unlock. um, What is that? Lock and unlock the front door with that app. I was sick. I was sick. Um, We get into that situation where, you know, the killer's back on the phone after she thinks she got rid of the killer. And they're like, next question. Do you think I got in the house um before or after the thing locked? And I'm like, oh, it's sad.
3: So, yeah, I mean, I just want to say that I'm actually shocked that this movie has probably the most amount of survivors than any of the screen movies. Usually it's, you know, Sid, Gail, Dewey, and then one extra person. This movie actually has six people surviving. I won't say which six, but six people actually do survive this whole movie. And that's crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's not the usual suspects which sets it up for six going in where people, you know, we said Sydney not going to be involved. So it's like, okay, we're removing some players off the chessboard so we can start with some new players and it could be for maybe a new generation, I guess, you know, some new shawties.
3: Not Gail, Okay,
1: uh, maybe just Gail because Dewey is, you know, we'll go through the movie. We've already said, spoiler alert, Dewey doesn't make it, baby.
0: No, and... Like we talk, keeps talking about it's so uncharacteristic what happens for him. Like at this point, we find out, you know, our main character, Sam, Sam Carpenter, which already feels like it's like not a John Carpenter. It gets confirmed for me later, yes. And at first, you know, the character that we immediately get introduced to, Wes, and I'm like, oh, so they named a the character after Wes Craven. Okay, cool. Like I know this was to be Old Monster, Wes Craven. It's the first movie that exists after his passing. So I get it. um, And of course, nobody wants to make a movie about someone, you know, af- that someone who normally would direct or lead the way is no longer there and you don't want to, you know, just have something that fucking flops because that's embarrassing. Um, But we have Sam and we find out that Sam is um the daughter of Billy Loomis. And I'm like, oh shit, here we go. Because in my mind, right, bah, bah, bah. this is the ultimate plot twist for me. Now, when we find out how she finds out that she's Billy Loomis's daughter, essentially the daughter of a serial killer, which is how she refers to herself, she reads her mama diary. And she finds out that her father left. Well, she knows her father left. She reveals this shit to her sister, Laura. What's her sister's name? It was Laura Tara. And Tara's the girl that plays uh, the other girl in X. And if you haven't seen X, we left our thoughts on X for y'all. Y'all need to go mm-hmm. ahead and check that out. Yes, General um, Ortega. Yes, and so Sam finds her mama's diary, and she's like, "You know, I knew I should have out of my business, but Sam told me, "Go ahead and be curious." and you know when you get the looking, you're gonna find something." And when she was looking, she found out that uh not only is her daddy not really her her birth daddy, but her birth daddy is Billy Loomis, and we all know because these people were were back in Woodsboro. And uh, Billy Loomis, of course, is like a, a, a very famous serial killer. He's killed everybody in their goddamn town, and you know, a part of a large catalyst of why some crazy shit keeps happening to Sydney Prescott and all kinds of other stuff. And now that she found out that not only is she the daughter of Billy Loomis, but what she knew, and then she's telling everybody, and now everybody looking at her sideways like, "Damn, Billy Loomis, your daddy." Also, damn. So what we already knew that Billy Loomis stuffed out on Sydney has been definitely confirmed. So not only was his sweaty ass fucking on other people, but he had a nerve to be ruining her life too. Then she got to see him, see the girl later, she's like, "I'm sorry if that makes it weird for you." And Cindy's just like, "No, little girl, like I got kids, I'm okay." I was like, "This is a mess. girl. I, I'm,
3: I'm, I'm grown as fuck right now. Like this shit don't matter to me. I, like, like oh yeah, I killed that. Also, this is awkward for you, you were a
1: baby. Like you weren't even born. Like, girl, I this is not on you." Just embarrassing herself
0: and everybody around her. It's terrible. But here's what I... Okay, here's the kind of story that I would have loved to see play out. I love that they're giving us, all right, so we're bringing everybody back. And our new group of people are all people who are related to the remaining people from the Woodsboro murders. Like, as the saga continues. I'm like, okay, great. Wonderful group of folks to choose from. Let's tie up all these ends. We got the sheriff, uh, the, the, the cop who's moved up the sheriff. She's taking Dewey's job because Dewey, they pushed him out the force. They said, you tired, girl. You probably some of the mistakes she was making a screen for. They were sick of your shit. And now they made you retire early. It's time, Pop Pop. Pack it up. Um, And then we got, you know, who else we got over here? I got the people on the paper. We got, <clears throat> we've got uh, the Meeks. Okay, because my girl Martha, Martha has kids and uh, I'm crying, okay? And how, <laughs> I said, oh, okay. And then Martha pulls up, I'm like, so this is how we're bringing Randy back. Um, The black people are directly re- related to Randy and they are going to be the ones that lead the way and tell everybody what they should and should not be doing. But also for a second, I thought the girl, what's her name? Um, I wrote on there. Mindy, I thought that Mindy for a minute was the killer. I would have loved to see Mindy as maybe on the killer team. Like if there was a squad of killers, like that would have been a fun twist for me. I don't know. But what I would have seen, would love to see in the end is that um, instead of the ending that we got, not upset, but I was like, maybe an alternative ending of, you know, um, somebody... Maybe one of the people who were revealed to be the killers are related to Stu. And now Stu's kinfolk is mad because they've been seeing all these videotapes of how their family member has been portrayed regarding their role in the story. They don't like that, you know, things got carried away. Maybe we exposed the secret love affair. They don't know. But now they coming back to stab everybody up because they felt like Stu didn't get enough screen time. Also, as an additional note, I felt like Stu didn't get enough steering time. I don't care that Stu got the TV pushed on them. I wanted to see Stu come back and be the secret third murderer with a fucked up face and just be like, I'm back, bitches, with the spit. And I'm like, that's what I wanted to see. That would be great. Screen five.
1: So many, it would have had so many references to 80s horror where someone is horribly disfigured by some kind of event and comes back and beats somebody's ass. I would have taken it because I've suspended my disbelief at this point. At so many points, I do not care. I'm here. I'm locked in. I'm committed. So
3: the craziest thing is like you point out everyone's connections to everyone. After watching a movie, it becomes super obvious that there's only two people that's not connected to everyone. And those two people are the killers. Like, it's just like, bam. Wow. You're the two people who are just here. And it's
0: pointed out early, too. Like I, So I evaded spoilers for this movie like The Plague. Because you knew people could not wait to spoil this shit on the internet. I don't know how I went this long without being spoiled, but here we are. I think I might have almost saw some shit about Dewey. Almost. But I managed to not see it. Um, I think... What is it? I think that um, with the two people, the one of the people... I was really thinking for a while that because we were in Stu's old house, that's the last like final setting... I figured that one of these people would be related to them versus us getting a story that uh, someone had moved in to the whole house and now this other person hooked up with this person on the internet and now they're trying to like up the story so it's like the fans get the ending that they want um, to make this already meta story meta life horror story even more meta like well we get to control the narrative and it's like bitch this is someone's life <laughs> like what do you mean you can control the narrative I but I really. Especially because um, we already said spoiler alert in this situation. One, I I figured they would try to give us somebody uh, like set the, the killer look to set the killer up in a situation where it would be we expect it, but we wouldn't expect it. Like at first, you would always expect it to be the boyfriend. It's always going to be somebody's partner, right? And then they gave us that, but then they took it away in movie two. Like it's not the partner this time; it's somebody else. Just to bring it back and be like, no, psycho like boo bitch. It's the partner again. That's who did it this time. So I like that that was thrown back in our face. But I really just wanted somebody to be related to Stu real bad. I just want to see Matthew Lillard um, back on the screen. That's actually what you're hearing me say 10,000 times.
1: Okay, I'll take that. Also, in this new movie, uh, Dewey is no longer the sheriff. Judy Hicks is now the sheriff. Uh, Dewey is divorced. He in the trailer, you know, looking real depressed, drinking a lot, drinking whiskey for breakfast. I saw him. I was like, ooh, this is not look good for you, Sheriff. Well, ex Sheriff Dewey. um She still got her lemon squares, and now she's acquired a son that we did not have mentioned in the movie prior.
3: Yeah, I mean, we don't know much about her personal life other than the fact that she went to school with Sydney. I mean, she could have had a small child, and I, don't, I mean, because what is this movie? Another ten years, or is it fifteen years? It's because they're in high. The, the kids are in the kids are in high school, so he could have been like two, three. Yeah,
0: I mean, for us, it's been ten years, but for them, it, we can say it's been about 10, 15. fifteen. It's been a while. Enough yeah. for Sydney to go because it's, mm, it's go been ahead. a
3: long. I would say, yeah, it's been long enough yeah. for everyone to get families and get divorced and be be gone. Yeah, sometimes definitely. Because like. Because old man Dewey is old man Deweying and it's very heartbreaking. Like that shit hurts my heart to the fullest to see him so sad and dusty looking. Mm. But it's it's like yeah, but like you said, where does Wes come from? Like is does does she have a secret child? Okay, listen. Because that's what I was always thinking. She was she was definitely pushing up on my man in the fourth movie with them limit squares, like, hey baby, I got them limit squares he's like oh you know I can't I can't have those he's like hey eating them limb squares ain't cheating on your wife but it's cheating on my dad. I mean at
0: this point though I even if they try I would love for that to be the story but now at this point because Dewey died that dumbass death but I will say the Hicks family death was kind of sad for me
3: um yeah I'm not gonna lie just seeing like oh Sheriff Judy Hicks go out like, mm -hmm. like in broad daylight in front of her house like god damn like she's like oh my god try to run in the house and yo i don't know which one of them killed her but they both was just like real cruddy because then they turned around and went right in the house and killed him too it was like damn the whole just just wiped out the whole family yep and it made
0: it say it was super sad because they made it seem like such needless violence exactly they made it seem like he he was going to go outside And make it outside and eventually see his mom, which would have been heartbreaking within itself. And then they really, they really dug into it. Like, he was setting the table, laying out all the ramen pieces, all the everything. And I was like, like, I was getting a little emotional. I was like, damn, you can't hear your mom getting fucked up outside, bro. Like, I know it kind of happened while you were in the shower, but I'd be in the shower sometimes. I've heard someone screaming in my apartment complex while in the shower. You don't hear that?
1: I don't know. He ain't here for the movies. I mean, I feel like he heard something where he was, like, looking around and was suspicious but never found anything. And then when he opened the door, nothing happened. Then he turned around, shut the door, stabbed in the neck. I feel like the neck, it looked decent, but I feel like part of it was CGI. I don't know, because it felt like it came, the knife came out of the neck. It looked a little, but, you know, it didn't look bad. I was not like, ooh, look at that. I was like, all right, that's fine. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. He's dead. He's not. He's not living. He, he got cut in the neck meats. Um, he did. His mama did. He. We just met him ten minutes ago. He is no longer. Y'all introduced him for him to be a fucking meat sack.
0: And honestly, yeah, I had him like. Um, my... If you
1: go ahead, Ernest. Now
3: you you were going ahead. No, okay.
0: I was about to say I had him on my uh my sus- potential suspect list. To be honest,
3: honestly, I didn't have Wes on there. Hmm. Um, the thing I noticed about the two killers was that if you notice that one of them is very stab happy and one of them is not, one of them just. is He stabs once and just like, yep, you're dead. I'm going to watch you die. And then the other one's just like, I'm going ham and just poking holes in everyone. And it kind of goes with like, once you find out who the killers are, is that she crazy, yo. I don't know what the fuck is going on with her. She is fucking insane.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When especially assume, okay, I'm going to assume that it was the them presenting person who took out, um, What's my dog's name? Yeah, because she said that it was an honor. Yeah. And at first, that's what made me. Yeah, okay. Because at first, I know it was supposed to be like, ooh, a red herring, because it made me feel like it was, um, what's her name? Mindy. Because Mindy was very, like, very obsessed with the movies, very obsessed with everything. So when it was like, it was an honor, I was like, okay, it can't be Randy's Kim Fo, because I know they're not going out like this. Like, that's not what's going on. But, um, but then I knew it had to be somebody else, especially when you see, like, the boyfriend and he's into, like, studying the horror movies to get ready, talking all of the movie's on Netflix. I was like, you need to get on my face.
3: Now, the part that's hilarious, if you're paying attention, is that like, he's watching the movies as the movie goes along, but he keeps dropping knowledge of the tropes. You don't get all the tropes from just watching a movie or a series of movies. You get that from knowing shit. So he starts dropping, like, super, or like, nah, this this nigga up to something this nigga up to something he i i see you little nigga i see you but like i said it would have made more sense if he was the one that killed dewey compared to her because like i said even if you just discount the fact that they have a stunt double playing as the as ghostface at that point it's like their body heights don't match up but still like the director said if, if you pay attention to body heights the movie's not working for you anyway but it's just like dog she she's like what Maybe 120 pounds. I don't see her killing that guard. Well, she killed the guard probably more than likely from behind, but killing Dewey, stabbing him in the front and back, and then lifting him up. That was the part that blew me. It was like she lifts this nigga up and like slices him. I was just like, nah, I don't see her doing that. Like, if he should have just like stabbed him a couple times, sure. But the lift him up was the part that just threw me off. And I was just like, yeah i call bullshit on this like i know he's gonna die but like that that part right there just like screamed like it was the nigga and not her but the nigga obviously was in the elevator going downstairs
1: well, it, you know in her mind uh she does not care because she could do anything through christ and yep. she stabbed him up and she also let gail know later on like he died like a pussy girl you got the wrong one she's not the one ordered to because that's how your ass get flamed to fuck up literally
0: yeah, that's why you already got I, I don't even know the, how the hell she was like. She gave us a once again a Charles Lee Ray return, fresh out the motherfucking fireplace, bitch. Just like, oh, I'm back, but although it wasn't a still fireplace, still smoking.
1: She her, she's she still smoking.
0: Yeah, that was crazy.
3: And then she got her ass, she got her ass dropped by the by the little girl. all with some.
1: I still,
3: I was
0: ma'am. That I whole still... monologue in the beginning and the end blew me. Okay. I mean, she liked Boba Duke. I mean, not everybody
1: likes I it, don't but, think you know, Kat likes it liked that it much the, either. <laughs> I'm walking with you, on that but I'm,
0: I'm just like, when she was like, you know, I don't really know Slashes, like, I don't really know this series. I know the Boba Duke, maybe Midsummer. And I was just like, so we're going there? And if we're going to go on this route, can we also talk about what the fuck is going on with Ari Aster? Because I have questions every week. Strange thing about the Johnsons. Machowski. Well,
1: oh gosh. Well, you know that. Th-
0: I left that man. I left that man behind a long <laughs> time ago.
1: <laughs> elevated horror. Um, w- that I feel like that conversation was a little on the nose. I am tired of talking about elevated horror, baby. I feel like if it would have came out in twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty one earlier, it would have been, I guess, a little less. Mm, but it coming out in twenty twenty two and y'all saying elevated horror out loud, I'm annoyed. It annoys me to the core.
3: I mean, it's better than what I would have said. <laughs> our our house horror, arty arty horror.
0: Yes, uh, I accidentally walked into the wrong art exhibit horror. Although uh, I don't feel that way about the Babadook, but there are a few movies out there, and I've called them out. I feel like I walked into the wrong art exhibit. Potentious, pretentious horror. Got his yeah. nose up at me.
1: Yeah, some of it's pretentious. Some of it I like. Even though it's still pretentious. Uh, it's just like, okay. No one should have to like, read four books and watch a documentary before they watch your movie, girl. Uh, that's too much. That's not... Mm-mm. Hey.
3: hey, Jasmine.
0: Oh, God. <sighs> the witch.
1: Me and Kaylin. Every time I think about that movie, if you like The Witch, I'm sorry. I walked out of the theater on that movie. And I went back and watched it like two more times to try to really see what y'all was... Mm. She's not giving what... it's it's that good for her whore that everybody be talking about I get it but also I the accents are hard Um, it's dark as a bitch Uh, I'm annoyed the children are annoying everybody's annoying I want the movie to end and it didn't end it just kept fucking going I literally was like I saw Black Phillip Wallen, and I said you know what me and Kaylin said it's time to go we just got up us and other people got up too it was not just us either (laughs) uh Oh
3: God.
0: Oh God. Two things. I'm um, enjoying bring chaos to the podcast. <laughs> it, it would t- it's totally with what, what I expect you to do? Um two things. Something chaotic, something fun and chaotic, something that made me hold my nose that was chaotic. Um that fake ass Miss Jackson song in the beginning that I know DJ Khaled is responsible for because I heard the DJ Khaled drop. What the hell is going on? I'm not gonna look up the title of that song. But I'm irritated. And also, the Hobbs and Shaw Guns Draw line. I'm a fan.
1: Okay. I support Hobbs and Shaw Guns gun Draw, although I have not seen it. However, that song came on. I was like, oh, they about to play Miss Jackson. Oh, shit. And then the motherfucker started singing. I was like, oh, I'm old. And you seen Hobbs and Shaw.
3: I was like, oh, look. They're going to. Yeah, I've seen it. I was like, they're gonna play Miss Jackson at this point? That's a weird choice. Tro- oh no, 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 baby, no.
0: Mm.
1: Hobbs and Shaw mm-hmm. jazz um mm-hmm. is fast and furious. That's why I said you have seen it. But don't they show up later? Like I've only seen up to a certain amount of Hobbs. I'm I mean, not I, I'm just furious.
0: saying in general, because I ain't see that whole series. So in my mind, the next line was cedo cuz after she said Hobbs, after you said Hobbs and Shaw, it was gonna be Tyrese coming out saying cedo cuz.
3: Well Hobbs hobsborough shows up in i believe five and then shaw shows up in six and then they st- they sparingly they appear basically in every which one and yeah they, have they not seen Cito which, Cito is not
0: bad. tyrese i feel like this is the point where we should put the actual audio sound tyrese! I, I think that would be appropriate honestly
1: <laughs> yeah. um, I've only seen Fast and Furious 1, 2, and Tokyo Drift. That's it.
0: Also, seen same thing. Like I thought that. Hobbs and Shaw was just them talking about that. I didn't know it was no movie. And that's how you know I ain't seen it. I am.
3: So I just recently made Kaylin go watch all we watched all O, every no. last one. And she's like, This is a ridiculous series. She's she's treating it just like you treat Resident Evil.
0: So she's uh, having a great time? Because I'm having a great time in Resident Evil. Oh. Yeah,
3: she's having a great time. She's like, This is this is ridiculous, but I love it. And I'm just like yeah, it's ridiculous,
0: and I love it, too. I'm excited to watch so this there, Resident Evil show on Netflix. Um, well,
1: okay. I am not. Oh, never. my God. We know you. You be hating. You be hating on Resident Evil.
3: Because I love the games. The games are great. The movies and shows so far have just not been up to par. Yes, who's going to get
0: my views. <laughs> get it. Just everybody. Also, we were at Awesome Con. There was somebody walking around with a T-Rirus. Um, amazing cosplay. They had like a car. Co- it was like it was a co- it was a group of them. One person was holding the suitcase. You should You right. <laughs> One person was holding the briefcase. The other niggas was the fans. I said, "Oh, they got that zombie virus. We gotta get out of here." Then I grabbed Jasmine. We hurried up and tried to scurry out, but bought more stuff.
1: Yeah, I ended up with like four fucking um, Funko Pops and several items that I have now because of Awesome Con. Uh, good times. Might be back next year. I like that. Yes.
3: Tyrese, yes.
0: Sorry. Um. Okay. I'm gonna talk about what was like once again the highlight for me, us finding out that Sam was Billy Loomis's daughter. I'm gonna keep bringing it back because not only is this a thing, you see that she's being haunted by real life slash CGI Billy Loomis throughout the movie, and I'm like, okay, is this supposed to be her battling with her inner serial killer? Like, what's going on? And then she riding a car. You said yes. Yeah, she's she's actually take, yeah she's actually um, taking anti There we go. So she's so in the over. car, and CGI Billy Loomis is in the rearview mirror, and it's like, you got to show him what the fuck is up. You got to let him know you ain't pussy. That's not what he's saying, but that is what he's saying. And she's like, okay, well, I don't know what I'm about <laughs> to do. That is what he's saying. And then you know what? He's like, you not pussy, bitch. You got this. And next thing you know, she's like, I'm not pussy. And she's like stabbing the man in the chest. She's stabbing him up, and I wrote my notes does this mean that she's embraced her new serial killer? And if this is the fact, is this the case? Is she the new ghost face? Is this where we go with the next movie? Also, where's Matthew Lillard? That's what I wrote in my notes at that exact point.
3: I mean, you could tell in her movie, she's enjoying stab. I mean, she stabbed a nigga Mm at least about 45 times. And I was like, God damn, but he deserved, he deserved every bit of it. Um, She was embracing it, but I also don't think, I don't think that if they do that for the next movie, I would be highly upset. But like, Sam is supposed to be the new Sydney. And so it's like, I don't want her to be like, oh, I'm a serial killer. I'm going to put on the mask my damn self, unless she's going out there to kill other niggas who are putting on the mask, trying to tarnish her daddy legacy. That's the only thing I want uh... for it. But other than that, I kind of wish this was the last one. I wish this was the last movie so I could pretend that everyone else had a happy life and they all just lived until their old age and died. But no, we're getting another one. So that means everyone's going to be tormented again. Sorry, I'm expecting almost everyone to die to die.
0: But (laughs) this is, I know we talked about four being the perfect cutoff because for those who are probably like, damn, you ain't telling us about five. We are telling y'all about five. Everyone dies and we're tying up loose ends that you didn't even realize was a loose end because apparently all these fucking people have kids and cousins and kinfolk and now we just got to kill everybody. We just got, we don't know who got the answers, but snip snip bitch, you got to go. Um, And that's what's happening. I really wish, like you said, that this was the end. It's perfect. We somehow have turned Billy Loomis into the anti-hero. I don't even know. Like now he's the we know he's a shithead, but also like he's inspiring his daughter to overcome being murdered by becoming a murderer and embracing her inner serial killer. And now she's gonna have Billy Loomis hovering over her for the end of time, telling her she should murk niggas, but but trying to escape the kid. Just to stop it, five. Just stop it, y'all. Just cut it out. To 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 keep the story full circle with the Loomis family.
3: Therapy, child. I mean, which she obviously has gone to because she has mm-hmm. anti psychotics,
0: but continue that girl. You might need a new yeah. therapist, especially after this situation. Be- what?
1: I- your so man? So what's somebody gonna? Come- they gonna keep trying to kill her because she Billy Loomis' daughter? Like how, how this story going right. get old quick? Your man was trying to kill your sister, and some random girl her school. This is too much. Y'all need to get on a Greyhound and become drifters and just move to a whole new city. Like, I don't really understand. Well, she can't. We you know
3: how that go because they just... Oh, also, R.I.P. to um to that bland white girl that got shot in the head. Like, she, you know, the one with the bang that had the color that was dating uh one of the twins? The Who I swore twin. was the murderer? I, I said R.I.P. Right, there because we all did it at one point, but it was just like, if I felt so bad for her because it was like, I'm not the killer. Of course you're not. Pow, I am. I was like, "Damn!" <laughs> they shot that, that bitch clearing the forehead. Uh,
0: mm. That first of all, that whole interaction mm-hmm. with her and her boyfriend—like she decided she will to give um to finally have sex, and him going, "Well, uh, it's gonna be." A, I was screaming because he's like, "No, uh, I don't think I'm gonna respectfully decline." And I thought it for two seconds. It was going to be like, hey, I just don't want this to be the first time because we're at a party. And that be it. Not, hey, I don't think we should do this because we're at a party because you know if we have sex at the party, we're going to die, right? I'm going to stay right here in front of everybody.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, he was, that, that shit was hilarious. And I'm looking at her like, he was like, that's a, that's, yes. a, that's an honest response. And that's fine. That's fair. And I'm just like, yo, I'm mad. She, I mean, I know why she got mad, but at the same time, it's like, you're right because your boyfriend could be the killer. You also, <laughs>
0: He is one of two black people, okay? Because I'm going to say the quiet part out loud. You need to stay in this room with everybody else. We need to make sure you're not by yourself. off of his ass to get up and go where? By himself. And he should have knew something was wrong because the girl was so adamant about not using Find My Friends and having them link up together. All of a sudden, for you to get a text message of her location, red flag, red flag, you, sir, Shout out to them
3: um stabbing him in his leg, though, so he couldn't oh, actively yeah. run. But also, I would like to talk about a, a point in all of the movies that really does irritate the fuck out of me. It only works when they have both killers around, but he clearly hit them in the head with that candlestick like straight across the face. Uh, excuse me, this is just a rubber mask last time I checked.
0: When you have serial killer powers, it do not matter. None of this matters.
3: But it'd be so It'd be so wild though
0: because they lose that as soon as they reveal themselves, them powers. It's the go mass. Right away. It's the mask, baby. You take it off. It's old man Jenkins! You ain't got none of that strength no more. It's gone. You're right though. They should have at least had a wealth on their face with that candlestick whipped the pull shit out of them, But you know, here we are. Ta da. Oh, my sec my second
3: favorite part. Um, when um What's her face is revealed as the killer. She goes outside, like Sydney and um Gail pull up, and she's like, "Oh my god, help me! stab he stabbed me!" They was like, "Nah, I won't believe that shit." She's like, "Fuck, well fuck this," and pull out the gun, shoots Gail right in the stomach.
0: I was like, well, "Gail just hopped Gail out the and car, and her ass already got shot." I said, "Damn, bitch, you just pulled up two paired with one." I also found that to be funny because they're like, "Is this real? Is this a trap?" It looks like a trap. Okay, what you mean it looks like a trap, bitch? It does.
3: Also. Also it's kind of fucked up Sydney had to go back to the house the house that she had to kill her boyfriend her boyfriend and she lost her virginity in that house. Trauma. Trauma. <laughs> and they found out that that's where her and she found out that that's where they kidnapped her father and also killed her mother like god damn they should be the house. No, it just went up ground. for sale. And
0: probably well, for a low price.
1: And as we talk about in our American Psycho episode, where they kill everybody in there, and they was like, we just gonna paint over this shit, we just gonna sell this shit anyway. <laughs> like, girl, they got rent due. The banks want their money, they're gonna rent the home. Capitalism. But yeah, we get to the point where it's the friend, it's the man, Richie Bitch ass, they had to kill everybody. to get flambe. We doing everything. Uh Sam brings out her inner billy you know Tara you know rises to the occasion and you know they make it to the end uh it's not that bad i'm i'm i support this i support this i don't support Dewey dying the way he did like we said i'm still interested to see scream 6 because i had a good time with scream 5 all the callbacks i felt like these were for me this movie was made for scream fans and i am a scream fan if scream only has one fan i am that fan bitch i'm here now, you know you're not
3: the only Scream fan. I know. I'm going to say, yeah, it's never going to be just you. I'm going to be here, too. Like I did, like, five a lot. I liked the brood- like how brutal it was and how quick-paced it was. Like It kept going. And then, also, it, just, it just really, like, it, it flowed really well. The kills were really good. And the story was pretty good, as well. I mean, the Billy thing was cool because, like I said, they set it up with her taking those them pills at the beginning, and you find out that they're antipsychotic ones and it's just like yo she really going through this shit she's seeing this nigga and he like telling her like yo this whoever this is is killing your friends and your family you need to let loose slit some throats in this bitch let's go it's like I mean he ain't lying <laughs> <laughs> the CG was kind of off looking though in certain parts like I get y'all trying to make the nigga look younger because otherwise if he looks older it is weird but at the same time that nigga forehead, between like his forehead and his nose just looks completely off
1: we should have just had his voice or something. Like, maybe a quick flash. Quick flash. Illusions. Illusions. Just shh. We know it's him. We know who it is. What's also
3: what's also crazy is she got him in her... Because this is her mind projecting of him. It has him in his clothes that he died in. That was for us. <laughs> Which is the clothes he wears. Yeah, I mean, he wears those clothes throughout the whole movie anyway. Minus the blood. A white t-shirt and some fucking jeans. I mean... He'll wear
0: here This is wild. You know like... Somebody talks about it in this movie briefly when they're having the conversation with the girl. Like she's talking about um what's her name? Randy's niece. And before she talks about, you know, getting high and making out with the girl on the couch, like her brother's like, you know, when he gets a little irritated with her and he's like, Okay, I I basically he banged with the movie too, but how many times are we about to watch our uncle down TV? Like, like when they really st-
1: when they start yeah, talking
0: about the it. trauma factor of it, and like, you know what? You're right. And she's like, I mean, it brings me comfort. Like, I f- I get it. It's a horror movie. It's bringing you comfort. Next sentence. This is based off of the real murders. We talk about this shit with true crime all the time, when people be taking true crime to the next level based on a true story. This is based off of the murders of your kinfolk and several people, other kinfolk in this town. And in, in that, that house-, house in the same area that you lamping in right now. And most importantly, I ain't even talk about my dog. We didn't had him come back. I forgot my man's name. He was coming back as a scary stalker boyfriend who was not the boyfriend. And he was just in the cleansing hour. What's my man's name, Jazz? He was just in the cleansing hour. And every time I see this motherfucker, he battling ghosts and shit, haunting in Connecticut. What's my man with the mustache? I'm about to pull his name Girl. Up,
1: Cause you,
0: I, I don't have that. That's all right. Nope, face. I
1: got him. He on the paper.
0: Either or I see him, but in I, the know movie. I know you talk some about. Gotta be crazy.
1: Yes, because he was <clears> drunk <throat> outside and trying to haul. Kyle at them, Garner, like,
0: mm-hmm. his name was mm-hmm. Vince Snyder. Yeah. Oh
3: yeah, 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 yeah. That boy, that boy, that kind of looked like a discount. Um, uh, bro, thing. I'm like, Yes, that's exactly. He got. It. Like he, yeah, he Slytherin. definitely.
1: He de- definitely Slytherin.
3: Every time, every every time I see him, I'm like, Is that Tom? Why did Tom Felton dye his hair black? Oh no. No, yeah, that's that boy. And he's about to die. Slaughter, yeah. we'll remember
1: number five, Bruh. and he's about to die to the scream theme song, one of the scream songs, and it's called Boom.
3: Oh, um, the re- uh, the red uh, red right hand. Yep. Yeah, that was wild.
0: I heard the drink playing. I was like,
3: "Oh, you dead, my nigga."
1: It's just
0: <sighs> Scream two thousand twenty one slash twenty two. I'm gonna call it Scream five because I'm I i can not keep calling it Scream just for me because I'm gonna think of the first one. So Scream five is crazy. All of these movies are wild. If I tune into the next one, it's more so just to see a completed story and just see where it's going to go. That's literally it. Because all of the main things that I personally am tied to has all been closed up for me. Like, this final story, oh man. I keep talking about and bringing this back to the drama points, the soap opera tactics. And it got super meta at this point where, bitch, we end the movie like they're talking about some shit we're using right now. And I'm like, all right, man, I just... You know we're going through all the time. Midsummer just came out, so clearly these motherfuckers watch Midsummer too. Like, ha, yeah, it's
1: commentary on horror. So as long as horror exists, there might just there's some way for a Scream to wave, weave its way into the theaters because it's going to reference other scary movies, just like Scary Movie. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I don't know.
0: I don't know. You know, but once again, like, this is not a franchise. I do not. I actually enjoy this franchise. I just really feel like this is a solid point to end it. Number five. First, outside of five being my favorite number, this legit is a, if you thought four was a good place to end it, this is a good place to end it right here. Everybody is for real either dead or damn near gone. It's about three niggas left. Three of them. I don't even know if the number is three, but that tell you how many people... All the OG people for real for real gone. Sydney, we ain't gonna see Sydney no more because y'all ain't cutting the check. We barely gonna see my girl Gail. Gail gonna come back. She's still gonna be getting to the money, still gonna be in the power suits because that's the type of bitch she is, but also she's gonna be heartbroken.
3: I feel like Gail... Mm? I feel like Gail shows up in this last one. She
0: gonna it, I mean, it's been time. I thought Dale- Gail was gonna die in this one because it's been time. How many times, like they said in this movie, how many times are you going to outrun this killer? You're not. Because at the one point. like, yes. I, I mean, yes. We're going to keep seeing you. Oh, yes. They near-death experience. But for me, I'm like, nah, you have to die. Like, if, if they decide to cut the check for Sydney at this point or whatever the fuck they try to do and she ch- miraculously changes her mind, I would like to see Sydney Prescott just for real die. Off camera, on camera, whatever. We got to end it. I know so many people have ended this podcast by then and have deleted me. From their friendship circle. I don't know, bitch. But at the same time, like, I would like Sydney's story to end. Let's get... If we're going to do this over, let's just do it over. Let's just... Right we, now. Yeah, I mean, because at this point, we've got all of the sibling and kinfo. We're at this point. We're going to space next. Like, g- going down the stories. We've seen this. neighbor on Elm Street. We've killed off all the people. To the point in that story... The whole town was eradicated. Then somehow magically it's a booming town again. Who knows? The dream, dream pills. Who knows? But it's the same shit. Let's just get some new people. Let's just start this shit over. Actually, let's just get a brand new franchise. I would like to see a new character created. I'm going to hold on to my seats. I'm terrified too. Arthur Clown. That's it. That's the only m- long faced motherfucker I'm trying to see in the future. Arthur Clown. Period.
1: I'm tired. I'm tired. Yeah, they could have ended it right. Five would have been a perfect, cut off like hey we're done but 6 is already here and guess who's gonna be in theaters or and in wherever it's on VOD I'm gonna be there I'll be there and there we have it and there we have
0: it I mean I'll be there too Well,
1: I mean that's where we at so last question before we uh wrap this shit the fuck up mm-hmm. uh, what are y'all scream rankings and since I'm talking I will just lay out my rankings I know that some people are gonna throw some tomatoes but Scream one, two, three, five, four. I know, I know, I know, I know. I love three and I will not let it go. I love that explosion. I think it's great. I think it's fun. The plot is stupid. The movie's chaotic, but I cannot stop watching it. Is it a better movie plot wise than five? Not really, but I enjoy it so much that I'm not gonna I, I just know I like it better I know it's not scored as well but I don't care I think four is my least favorite mainly because it it's just a little goofy I don't really care about Emma Roberts that much and then the little it feels like they have like some kind of film screen it, the movie looks weird like I don't know what that background is it almost looks like they're in front of a green screen half the fucking time I don't know I don't like that
0: that's interesting. I, I The fact that you bring up something about the way fil- 4 is even filmed, I, what I noticed when the version of 5 that I watched, it was something going on with the film itself. Kind of just like, I don't know. I don't know if everybody else saw that. Like, they tried to make it seem like when you watch older pictures, like the film kind of flickered or some shit. And it did it a couple mm-hmm. times. And I was like, like, is this my TV? Because my TV be lunching sometimes. So I was like, is it the TV? Is it time to get a new one? Or what's going on? No, it was the movie. Um, okay, for me... Two, one. um, I know, right? Everybody else is like, what? Well, you know my list be moving. Two and one are kind of like this. Neck and neck, they shifting. But two be drifting to the front. And then we have three, four, but they're on the same line. And five is kind of drifting back and forth between the front and the back. Like, they cutting the line. Like, maybe they want to be behind two and one. Maybe they it to the end. So you're a because- rotating list. Yeah, because I don't know how to make an actual list that sticks because it slides all the time. So that's where that's where I am today. But if I recall, my previous list was equally as chaotic. So I mean, hey, here we are. The point is I like scream one because it did what it came to do, but scream two is gonna be the girl for me. Hmm. So
3: for me, and I've been sitting up here listening to y'all and like really debating this. I'm gonna have to say you guys are probably gonna shoot me for this, but one,
0: five, two four not gonna three. shoot you
1: because i knew three was gonna be dead last oh i knew three was gonna be last i knew that was coming <laughs> but i can't believe you like five more than two. Oh my god that's a surprise okay i'll yeah. take it
0: was it the kills in the storyline i like five a lot i mean
3: i mean i like the kills the kills are great i mean two has great kills as well um it was something about the the cotton stuff near the end where he's kinda of, trying to give like that stupid red hair and at the very at the very, very end where they think that he's gonna he literally is looking like he's about to betray her until Sydney goes, you know, we can do um we can do the do Oprah or whatever show that he says, and then she he's like, oh, okay. Then he helps, but I was like, That's kinda of fucked up. But, you know, other than that, I mean, movie's fine. I mean, five and two are really interchangeable in my mind. But number one is always gonna be one.
0: One is a great movie, I watch it all the time. It's a good, it's a, just, I feel like all these movies, you could just throw them one in the background. I don't even realize how many times I do My partner was just like, didn't you just watch this? And I was like, no, no, I didn't. And I was like, yes, I did.
1: <laughs> exactly. I
0: was like, actually, yes, I did. I don't. Totally
1: Maybe forget. I did. LOL. Um, because I'm like, I was talking to somebody, I was like, yeah, we. Wa- I watched Scream 5 once. They were like, no, you also made me watch Scream 5. And it wasn't your first time. I was like, oh shit, I'm just watching all the screams. Because again, I don't give a fuck what number of scream you say. I'll watch it just like Halloween. You can say five, you can say resurrection. You can say two. You can say three. OG. I don't care. Remake. I don't care. I'm coming. I'm pulling up with popcorn. I'm here. As
0: you motherfucking should. And I I feel like we've done this justice. This 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 conversation feels way better than uh than our hateration conversation from previously everybody that's the screen franchise for now because we coming back and we're gonna talk about the series Ooh, yeah. yes and six <laughs>
1: that is coming
3: both series because there's 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 two two Jesus shows Christ.
0: okay
1: we are here we can do anything i think that God. we are here if we can do hellraiser
0: yeah i think there's two different shows
1: we did None do hellraiser two there were that was him. We know we did Masters of Horror. That was twenty six hours of our time. We can do anything through Christ. Whoa, Masters of Horror was a journey. Yeah, watch Masters of Horror on Tubi. Yes, and also listen to Homies of Horror. Um, yeah. yeah so we are. <laughs> this was a ride. Shout Thanks, Ernest. Ernest. Yes, for watching these movies again. uh And pulling up with us for this nice, long-ass conversation. Y'all gonna be eating good, okay? It's one of the longest episodes we've had. But again, Scream is very near and dear to our hearts. Uh, So first of all, y'all can pull up on us and let us know how you feel about Scream, okay? At grltspod at gmail.com if you want to be professional and send an email. Or you can pull up on us at Girl That's Scary on Twitter, Instagram. You can also pull up on us... You know, at www.girltatscary.com. They got all the links and stuff up there, you know. Also, we got a Patreon, you know, for free. There's free stuff on the Patreon. It's free. And there's other stuff that's not free and all kinds of stuff. Just pull up on us. Patreon.com forward slash Girl that Scary. We everywhere. We in this bitch. And, you know, if you ain't got no coins and you just don't want to do that, if you just want to hit five stars with five star chicks, you could do that on Spotify and on Apple Um not Apple Music. It used to be like on Apple Music. Remember when that shit was all together? Uh, yes, <laughs> it's separate now. It's a podcast or it's a jank. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Rate us, rate us five stars, or you know, just listen us wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for checking. You know, scream out. This is a lot, <laughs> and this is who an iconic franchise. Uh, you can follow Ernest at King Pajamas if you would like. Uh, pull up on all of us. You know, it's a good time thanks for joining us guys and until pull up next on Ernest time twist yes uh no oh, okay do it, Ernest said never mind don't do it i'm gonna pull us. up on okay. it
0: and not y'all i'm by it myself
1: me leaving comments and smiley faces
0: you pull up on my gut
1: okay, okay. why you gotta gut us like a fish that's <laughs> you ain't gotta do all that
0: i'm pulling up it's anyways under- resisting the violence
1: <laughs> shut up <laughs> not resisting the violence all right do guys violence. Please. Until next time, y'all. Bye.
3: Bye.
2: Bye. Thank you for listening to the Dread Podcast Network.